I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome everybody back to How to Break an Artist. Um, today we are going to be talking about music videos. And no better man to be talking to than Finon Barrett. The <laughs> <laughs> emerging and soon to be award winning director. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Finon's stretching out there, having a sip of coffee, rubbing his eye. No, he's grand. He's grand. How are you, Finon? You're- I'm good. This is the earliest we've recorded ever. Yeah, I've got a pep in my step as always at this time of the morning. You are yeah. being buzzing, raring to go. It's, yeah, definitely. I'm waking, waking up. <laughs> waking You'll definitely up. be awake after what we're talking about today anyway. Yeah, how are you feeling about today and talking about music videos? I'm excited. I'm excited to... Um, <laughs> yeah, to contain myself <laughs> for like an hour. Ah, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be really fun. And I was trying to think... Like, I'd be really interested to know, actually, what's the first music video you remember ever seeing? It took me a while as well, man. It took me a long time. And listeners Honestly, as well have to think about it. Um, what are you going to say? Take me to church. Like, I have really? to say, it would be the one when I was like maybe 15 or whatever it was. But that was like, I think like it blew up on the internet. Like, and that was what, how I came across it. But I wasn't, I was, I was never of the... I wasn't of the generation where like you'd come across a music video on TV. Yeah. It was like when it was That's so online. interesting. So like all you don't remember many videos like from seeing them on TV growing up because that's like how I would have came across my first video. I do remember Michael Jackson actually. Really? Um you actually okay, that's your way earlier than that. Uh my brother would have had a DVD um of like all of his music videos. No way. And <laughs> He was like, yeah, this one, it's about like butterflies and this and that. And he puts on Thriller and I was just shit myself. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, I think I remember that one as well. And we spoke about that one before. Obviously very high budget, one of the biggest budgets of its time. Yeah. 
yeah, one of the most famous music videos kind of when I was looking it up uh, today. I randomly remember like, I think it was a Blink-182 video of all the small things, just for some mm. reason. Uh, yeah. That comes up in my mind as the one uh, in my head from just childhood having MTV on. Uh, my older sister would have had MTV on a lot, you know. So I remember a lot of Britney Spears yeah. videos, Dido, like... It was a good time for music videos, a lot of money spent on them, high budgets, and they were obviously, you know, uh, doing favours for the artists, putting them out, and the labels putting them out and spending money on them as well. But yeah, I think it was, the Blink-182 one comes to mind for some bizarre reason, you know. Mm. Yeah, and then I think that's interesting what you're saying, like the next phase of music videos becoming like... Maybe YouTube. yeah, YouTube, and when Vivo Vivo came in, and then like things going viral yeah. on Facebook, and you know even thinking to get and that sort like of that. stuff, yeah, thinking about yeah, take me to church. That was obviously a very big one. Um, maybe before that, perhaps around the same time, there was the Code Line All I Want video. Do you know that one? Yes. Oh, yeah, Jesus, stunning music video, and also very good High idea. Hopes as well. I can't. Um, I hope this is about. I'm not even gonna go into. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, it was a good yeah, but they seem to do it really, really well and have yeah, really good narratives and stories going on in there. And that was I just remember a huge video blew up and like that was like a of the time a version of a music video that did really well for a band because I'm I'm pretty sure that all I want video that take me to church video. They did all the one part two as well. Mm. Well, that was, lost on me, the, <laughs> <laughs> that was lost on me but the but that goes to show you it was such a good idea that you know they obviously went oh let's let's extend this because yeah. it went so well so yeah i just i remember that video quite vividly i'd be interested to know listeners what was your first music video because you know we'd have listeners of all ages now so it'd be interested to know um you know some older listeners what 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 comes to mind is the first one that you saw on the telly do you know gabrielle mentioned seeing Sinead o'connor that was one of her first oh, yeah. musical memories and seeing her face on the screen that's also a very vivid music video and then like you said before it really brings you into it can really bring you into an artist's world and make you feel things about certain artists that you might not have felt without that visual you know go on yeah. what are you going to say no, I, we did a class in college. I think it was on a Justin Bieber music video. I'm, I'm not sure which one it was. It might have been One Last Lonely Girl or something. I'm not that yeah. familiar with this catalogue. <laughs> oh, shame um, on you, if you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he, basically the whole music video, my teacher was going through how like, um, we watched it. She was like, write down what you see here. And when we went through it afterwards, it was like um, all the imagery and all the like, statements in there that are so subtle but they're hilarious it's like basically like go on like some of them bring me through them like a dog had an, an army um tag on his collar for example and it's all about like patriotism patriotism this is a boy yeah. you'd want to bring home um to meet your parents like he's yeah. such a like innocent guy like all these things it's really funny to look back but it's yeah. but like how calculated it is and then planting that's like, seeds in yeah. people's heads of like, oh yeah, like you said, you know, it's he, uh, you know, Justin supports the veterans or whatever. It's like you come <laughs> to these things <laughs> yourself, uh, yeah. you know. It's like they're planting these seeds and like, yeah, that 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 will happen. There's loads of like uh, 
music videos that also go political you know like yeah. uh, another one another one i remember uh it was like madonna having a burning cross you know have mm. you ever heard about that one no uh, that was hugely controversial at the time that's all i know about it <laughs> it had a burning cross but it was like a big statement against the church so yeah. you know uh and also you know did massive things for her career because everybody was talking about it across not just music mm. Uh, publications like all all around the world people were talking about it how shocking it was to see with Hosier um, <laughs> like well like famously that was quite a cheap video to make right like the director is from Cork and he's a legend Brendan can't, like, I just his works he seems like a legend yeah. you, you, spoke, you speak really highly of him yeah, and very, yeah you, you were you managed to like see him talking at some he was in I did a work, or he was doing a workshop yeah I did a workshop back in last year and honestly it, it really set my um, it set me on it like paused me and set me on the correct path I'd say at a time cool. when I needed it he was really inspiring and what were the kind of highlights for you from his workshop not make to like things. give away his <laughs> game <laughs> make things just like don't I, I felt like I'll go to it like basically I started studying for them in a, a PLC which is post leaving cert which like you need five passes from your leaving cert to get into it like it's not the highest bar and that was like really cool because for two years I just kind of got to try stuff and learn how to make films but I had really good teachers there and really good yeah. classmates and then made my first film in second year um, and Jesus you learn a lot by fucking up something that big <laughs> uh, it's not that bad now I cut out half the film and it's actually a decent final cut couple years on but, but when I, I went to film school then to finish my degree for the year and I felt like that made me very, like, cautious to make things. It felt like really, like, I don't know, it just put a weird a weird thing creatively into me. I didn't feel like I was able to just go make things anymore. It felt, um, I felt like I was there, like, going, like, okay, I've got the hell. And it, just, it really confused me. I feel like basically it was just, like, in the first college, it felt so, like, cool to be somewhere where uh, you were allowed to make things. You'd make a two- to four-minute film um, at the start of the year and they'd inevitably be terrible <laughs> then in second year you make an 8 to 12 minute for them and that's like with your first ever crew and you have to pitch it and, and all this and um, it was just such a cool experience and my teacher Ed was just such a legend and like looking back like they weren't afraid to yeah. tell you their opinions and that yeah. uh, at the time <laughs> was hard to take because you'd have an ego and when you're older and you look back you're like that was crucial um, to help you learn but I felt like after going to film school especially after leaving it there was just a period where I just didn't know what the hell I was doing because I felt like that took that like excitement and the kind of like accessibility to make things and put it to this standard that just wasn't achievable and it was like if you want to go into the film industry you'll work your way up and become an assistant director or you'll start as a runner and yeah. there was no actually like they didn't give like a clear idea of like how you can actually go in and work your way up to what you would like to do I felt like when I did that workshop, it gave me um, the confidence again to just start again, um, but like in my 20s, because when you're 18, when you're in your 20s, it's very different. Like So that was the the biggest thing for me was just like, go make things like, and that was the start of the therapy music video um, over those like, over a long period. It was from like March to September, all the different versions of it. Such a cool process to um, to learn from. Yeah. And, and making it. Cool, man. And like, how after now going to two different sort of places to study 
what what would you say the subject overall subject film like yeah, yeah. I, I specializing in directing and so bigger. that's what i was going <laughs> to ask you you've specialized in directing as well like <laughs> sum up well <laughs> sum up for me what you believe a director is or should be like uh, what is the role in your eyes at this stage in your career because it may change you know as you go on to do the hollywood stuff like next year you know God. like uh, <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> um, sign here i honestly think you just have to be nice to people like at least that josh said it last week and i'm gonna like probably misquote him but it was something about like i love it he's probably quoting yeah. someone you're quoting him it's like inception. someone to be quoting you know yeah exactly um it's like basically having a really good team but then also knowing how to like fire people is what he said but i think like on the film version it's knowing and having a good um judge of character and um putting together uh, who you're working with and stuff and constantly yeah um having that kind of frequency tuning yeah. honestly self-awareness is probably the biggest thing that like came into my really? 20s i like i look back at like my first film and my second film and i've learned so much and if i was to go back and make them now which is of course it'd be so different but how i'd collaborate with people would be so different as well I, yeah and i feel like it's gotten to a point where now i know who um for example if i was when i was making therapy i was like you know Ben's the perfect person now to come on board and I know I can work with him or Cormac because I worked with him on my first film and he's one of my best friends and I know yeah. I can I have that shorthand with him as a director and um as an actor and like that kind of um thing is but th that came from like a lot of mistakes and a lot of like and the mistakes are tough as well because they're your films <laughs> you know what i mean like the film yeah, yeah. turns out as it does you've got to accept them you've shot it on that day you've had all these people there like you've you've got to work with what you there's no take get, backs basically yeah so yeah. so that's interesting and you're so just in what you described you basically described the role like you are the head chef really obviously everyone else in the kitchen is equally as important yeah. to make the thing happen but you've got to make the decision what's going out there and hire the right people to to make it all happen yeah so it's big big pressure director i mean it's it's exactly as it sounds like you're directing the things but i suppose like as well at this stage i'm more of a producer and a writer and then i get to direct the thing if i'm lucky you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah so i know what you mean I, so i don't have like that position <laughs> where like someone comes to me yeah if you had a big budget the amount of things that fall under the director then like yeah. the other people you can decide so like like you said production producer mm. i have done some music video production work and it is incredibly difficult uh, you're like translating these ideas into real life things mm. you've got to find locations people you know, like that is pr producing is is making the things happen i always thought like when i was watching movies producers executive producers i mean some of them may not do some of very them don't much. executive producer is different than like a producer i'd say or like yeah. Woody Harrison and Matthew McConaughey are executive producers on True Detective season four, but they were just the actors in season one. You know what I mean? It's like it's a the hierarchy of um, film credits is gas. But um, yeah, like so. Yeah, that's interesting as well. Yeah, but like the, the actual producer role, whoever that ends up being, you've now done a couple of music videos. You'd mm. know what's involved. Um, I'd love to try and explain to people, artists like yeah. me, you, you know, all of these roles and all the things that. You know, when I first made my first music video, we're talking the budget, what, 10 grand or something like that? 
that's like a lot to play with. And, and that was Cinematic Lifestyle. St- st- that's the first major label music video. <laughs> yeah, good man, if you know him. He's been there since this day. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, we made a video for, I think it was about £500 to a grand. Yeah, yeah. And that was just filming, that was for battles. And that was just filming what we were doing, which was a gig. And we put that up and, that you know, spliced it all together. And it did really well for us on YouTube. I don't know what it's on there now, but... From there, we ended up then, um, yeah, getting signed. And that was like a whole new story. The Polydor, the major label at the time, mm. like considered music videos still as something that you would spend 10 grand for on a, you know, basically a brand new artist. Sk- yeah, I mean, there were plenty of directors lining up to receive that money and turn it into a music video. And yeah. actually that first experience... We shot it in Paris. It was all on film. You know, baptism of fire in the music. That was a big uh, shoot. Video in Paris. Big shoot. Man. In Paris. This one, okay. Oh, am I right? It was am Paris. I, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, yeah, yeah. Blows my mind about it. And this is this is where my DIY <laughs> comes in. I'm like, why? Like, like I'd be like, if there's like, <laughs> if there's ten grand, like, like producer mindset, let's say getting you on the, like the was it the Eurostar or whatever from London yeah you go over you'll be there for a day it would be like yourself Harold a cinematographer a director and whatever kind of producer yeah. manager but someone from the label that's, like, that's insane again, to me it's like the, it's, the extras yeah. to go on to it but what scares me is the fact that that then goes into your debt that you need to pay back and yeah that like if so they yeah. know like even at that time music videos were not making money you, i think you might have just been able to buy them on itunes like that was a thing as well in the kind of mid period between mtv and free music videos on youtube there was actually a time where you could buy music videos on itunes and watch it on your iTouch or whatever i remember that on your on your computer and it'd be like 4.99 or something so there was a weird sort of exchange going on there between consumer and label or whatever but because it was your ipod you you couldn't you could you weren't yeah. able to youtube was this really shitty app on your ipod and yes. you could also download music youtube videos as well like viral ones as like a podcast feed thing and i bought the at least i got the scripts for the first time music video it was like said in new york and stuff i got that for there like go. for yeah, free yeah. probably <laughs> music video of the week or something but like i'd watch it like <laughs> you know there you go. Yeah, so it's like there was this weird kind of in between time. So and then when I signed what with twenty twelve something like that, I think it had just that that sort of period had ended, and it was very much about Vivo. I remember Vivo, Vivo, Vivo. This this new platform. We spoke about this. This was all the major labels kind of coming together to release their catalog or to come up with some agreement to share their stuff on YouTube. It would be shared via Vivo, and all the. We spoke about it before in the music, yeah, in the YouTube, YouTube episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, so go back to there uh, if if you want to know more about that. But they, yeah, we then jumped into music videos. Ten grand, I think the first budget was inevitably went a bit over. Do you know we? Let's think about all the things that had to be kind of you know be thought about yeah. to make this video. So first of all, there was someone, a video commissioner. This is where it would start. This is someone at the label going. We need a music video. And they might work in marketing and they'll have a planning meeting and they'll go, okay, let's, they'll either get an outside company who have lots of contacts or like an agency and they have lots of contacts with directors and they can 
a, a label can come to them and say, we need a music video for Hudson Taylor. And they'll go, okay, we have the perfect directors. Here's the top four. They'll send it out. They'll deal, this commissioner, video commissioner person or agency will deal with all that stuff and kind of produce it basically. Take that responsibility of creativity and look off the label's hands and take it outside. Now, some labels have an inside video commissioner. So that's one role. They will then choose the director. That's one role already that you, you yeah. wouldn't even think about exists and someone already taken a slice of that 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 budget. And that, Trying to pay yourself from the budget is a, cha- is a, is a challenge. challenge. Absolutely. So that person would have gone to the director and said, look, we have a 10 grand budget here and you know, maybe they'll either take a commission or they'll have a fee or whatever. And they'll say, hey, let's pitch it out to directors and then the directors will have a think about it. I imagine listen to the song. This is what's cool as well. All go through their own creative processes, listening to a piece of music and they will have some sort of blurb from the label about what we're about, what we look like, a couple of pictures, you know, and the sort of vibe what they want. And then the director will use all of that stuff. You'll know all about this, you know, and... They get the treatment. Turn it into a treatment. And then the label for me were like a filter of those treatments. So there might have been six sent and I only see three of them because they've already cut out three directors that they don't think will work or it comes in over budget or whatever. So I then I think for that video chose between two or three. Mm. It's very competitive as well. Like from the directing side when you're doing the treatments it's like weird zone to be in trying to communicate the idea but also like me um how you present it and stuff like yeah. the style of it and all, all these things now i've not been a, in a process where i've had to compete for a music video yet um but i'm hyper aware of when i'm doing treatments that i need to take that into account even as i'm doing them now just so it's just like i'm improving and yeah even when i make one for a music video i have a friend recently uh who's just who's done a lot of them and i gave me feedback on my treatment and i so i did another one like it was just like you know it, it's that kind of like constant feedback so handy yeah and sorry i might just like sprinkle in qualities <laughs> that come to me as you're talking Do. but like it was but it's just the thing of being able to take on criticism i don't think i was brilliant to that when i was younger um and then i love it now just because i'm happy to be wrong because then um i'll eventually be correct yes you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know everything and i think that's the thing with directors and i've come across a lot of different ones as well i will say through the (laughs) through through the years of like um especially when you're studying the different um types and there's some bastards and um really when when you when you officially start a shit list um in film school (laughs) people you'll never go near it's really funny I don't know. Have I had any experiences? I definitely have heard of artists who have had some pretty crazy experiences with directors who, you know, mm. like you've not, you're a character. Directors are characters, just like musicians. They're yeah. artists. Like, again, and you explained so much there in that process, like w- these treatments, I took them for granted how much work was yeah. actually being put in when I first saw this cinematic lifestyle treatment. You know, I get sense treatments. That's directors who have heard a song been sent a blurb of kind of the vibe and then have to go away listen to that song come up with an idea first of all which is not everybody can do i told you before i find it really difficult some songs will yeah. make me think imagery but other songs just some don't 
So that's one already very difficult thing. And then the next yeah. one, you've got to write them all down and then get pictures on a piece of paper, all on one or two, three pages, preferably with like a storyline, yeah. a narration, a, a budget, a location, all of this stuff. Grammar. Grammar. <laughs> all of this stuff has to be thought about. And, you know, as you said, you just, you're, you're aware of what the, what the artist is doing and then you're also aware of who's paying for it. Directors are switched on, you know, like you'd be aware that the artist is also paying for it at the long, you know, at the end of the day. So it's like, that's, that's a weird zone. That is a weird zone because like I've worked with people who have, you know, happily spent this money. And I think I would, if, if I was a director and there was a label offering me 20 grand, like, do you say no to Mm. that just to kind of help the artists out or what do you do? Do you know? Depends. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I like, like that the shit like, list is it no not even <laughs> like I I will say we can can we put the name for if I say who's on my shit list yeah ah. <laughs> you know that definitely would have been a thing like again like we're just on day one yeah. like director gets a message saying hi do you want to make a music video and then like the amount of work that you've got to do and then yes consider do you actually want to work with this person what are they like yeah that's is a, it, yeah is it going to be on brand for you as a director because you've also got a, a yeah. fucking list of you can't drop it like it's a it's a line yeah to do it's like for example if there's a music video for an act who's independent and you're putting together a pitch for them there's a very delicate line i feel which is like the quality you would need it to be to put your name on it and to actually see it through and then the the kind of line that you have to go past to actually get a green that yeah. budget budgetary was yeah. because they don't they won't have a massive budget and that's a really difficult line to go on yeah. because you're kind of putting your name or you're like um your I don't know like your brand on it yeah. and you might drop the ball because the money is low and there could yeah. just be like the one thing might fall and you're fucked yeah and I think that's a stressful thing so that is obviously going to be happening now that there's just less money in music videos like that's going to be happening mm. across the board I'd say independent and even artists on majors I wouldn't be surprised if majors are going scrimping as well you know on this sort of stuff yeah. so how do you maintain that do you have a bar that you're like that's what I need to make it happen this is who I need that's what I have to pay that's the you know the least I can do a music yeah. video for as a director as a artist directing your own stuff like how important is it to set a bar for yourself crucial is it um, yeah and i it's happened a few times i think where there was um i was where I, I pitched something and i wasn't i wasn't necessarily confident that we could make it happen given this and there's and there's no harm no foul with it really yeah. like because it's it's a hypothetical music video yeah at that point like like i said you know five directors didn't get the first hudson taylor music video like it's mm. very rare to actually get them because of the amount of money and politics that are involved in, yeah. in making them. So it's it's like, and then imagine all the music videos that are just in the bin, you know, that didn't get picked. Yeah. I think that's the thing is just being able to pivot creatively as well, where like you, that you talk about the treatments that don't happen, but like sometimes you pitch something and you're like, well, I have not, I have no use for this. Yeah. Or like an aspect of it might come in because you like you were inspired by a certain thing and it's kind of, like, there was a cool visual thing that, is like a way to, for example, play with time and play with like a concept like that that you can now use again sometime. Uh, well, bring me through became... concept. How did you, because we haven't even got there. How, like you've listened to the song. Where do you go from listening to the song? If you don't have a brief, 
let's say you've listened to a song mm. how do you what do you do with that the next thing i listen to it like a hundred times oh really <laughs> and then i and i and I, th- and I think and i think and i think lyrics what are you listening um, for every single lyric i read all the lyrics down by hand cool. and then i and then i look at them <laughs> and i think of the imagery that might be there wow um, man that's so cool and is this a technique you've learned from college or is this just your no this is just they, you know they don't teach you this, this, they not? Well, this is why we're this is the, all the important stuff now no, um, so that's it you got the yeah. words down you're using the words you will have some images of what this artist looks like and feels like and yeah have done in the past sort of things i enjoy playing with like the story aspect at least at that point like those classic ones we're talking about like the code line hosier stuff like that okay so what's like an emotional story to like do or like how could it how could it have that like uh, short film-esque storytelling for in three and a half minutes that's or what i really like something. about your style man you you do try and tell the story like do you know what i mean it's it's really mm. um it's a very storyteller's way of um of delivering stuff from from what you've done so far anyway so that's what you're doing you're trying to just Make a story, tell a story. Just convey an emotion, like kind of. I, I listen to the I listen to songs because a song can go like the music in a song. You you should listen to it really uh, as a, mm. as a piece and go, okay, whoa, that's a big change in the song. There should that change yeah. be represented in the film? Absolutely, mm. it should be. So, I mean, like it's another massive thing to think about. It's so yeah. going to the chords yeah, and everything into the like, chords, yeah. And like that's again, you've got that musician background. You spoke about this before. You've been on both sides of it now. You've been filmed, and yeah. you've also been filming people. So you kind of have a good idea about, yeah. And like you said, vibe on the set, all of that sort of stuff. Your character is such a big important part. So already, this director job is seeming <laughs> to, to, to be quite difficult. You know, and you've yeah. you've definitely thrown yourself in the deep end. Um, and then just yeah. some other things. Jesus, to, I was trying to think about like. Again, we had 10 grand to spend there on that first video. Uh, so there's a, we've gone from video commissioner to director. The director then gets the green light, gets the 10 grand, and they go, okay, how are we going to make this happen? They need to, what, figure out who's going to film the fucking thing. Because not always does your director yeah. actually operate the camera. They have some, I mean, oh, you, this is basic stuff for you, if you know. But you'll hire someone who actually, they're called a DOP, right? What's that, director of yeah. photography? Yeah, right? photography. Yeah, so that's what... You'd have that, yeah. their gear... Yeah, as is, is this as a standard? That would be your standards, like you said. Would say, you would need that to to do something. Like, I, w- you would. Like, I would say you would. I do think, like, if you were to, if you were in like ten grand, it was like, where does it go? It's like a good chunk of it would go to your DP to get like a, a really good DP yeah. to like who you know like will. That's like how. Jesus, I've, yeah. I've I've been very lucky to work with DPs who I could very much just trust, and that's a part of my brain then that I can just take away. Again, like when there's that money there, you can kind of yeah. make those artistic decisions. It's such an important role that DP like and having yeah. having someone that you trust, like you said, as a director, and a good one is gonna cost you how much for a day's work and everything they do, their camera and everything. What are we saying about a grand? more than that two grand like at an uh, independent how, how level a piece of string at an independent um, level for artists like that's that's what we're talking about like <laughs> these 10 grand budgets aren't there anymore so i mean no like you i i would i would be careful with that almost just in the sense that like there's also equipment um yeah. like travel location yes. yeah 
the edit, the color grades. This is, it's like, this is the real stuff we need to share with people because, you know, we'll go into why it's so important in, in a few. But It's to be considered, I yeah. say. Like, if I was to... I feel like that's where I find sometimes it's a bit weird when you pitch something and you talk about the budget and then you give the budget and you break it down to this is literally like the minimum, which would be like yeah. me producing and being the AD, which I don't want to do because yeah. I'm shy at it. And like, I like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like if we had like an extra, whatever, day, an extra day's rate going, we could get an assistant director and we'd, and we'd guarantee to get this done on time. Or if we get an extra X amount, we can get this lens, which, which, which means we can do this shot and this shot will be guaranteed to work. It's like those like little things. Um, Sadly, like, it's not, it's not, the money's not there in the music fit. Like, it is important and it gives you so much, but like, there is no return off this. Like, for, 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 for artists, you get mm. a little bit from streams if, if people watch it on YouTube enough, but the return is very much stylistic, aesthetically. It's like, yeah, you, it helps. It helps. The, oh, think. no, it definitely, definitely does, but the financial return is minuscule. So it's like, all these things are considered because they have to be. Because people, artists just at, at a small level just don't have money to be. I mean, like they'd love to. That's the whole point. It's like, God, I feel bad saying the label spent 10 grand on the music video because I know for you right now, not only would you love <laughs> to do that, but the artistic decisions yeah. you could make knowing you have that much, you know, like your videos become more exciting. But like in, the, in another way, lower budget stuff, it can be exciting because... It makes you think. Yeah. You said this about before, like use natural light, use go outside, use the things that are free to you. That, yeah. To to use. Those were taught in college. Those were the, the for the first film. It was like we had a couple hundred quid to make a short film, and we'd like that was it. Like so, when I wrote it, I wrote it with that in mind. Yeah. It was like one interior location that we could get, like, and then all exterior locations, two actors. It was like in the pitching process then there was people pitching things that were set in places that just wasn't like it just factually wasn't going to be something that could happen yeah so we don't have like that money yeah so even when i wrote my youth crisis it was that fact that i said i had a scene in a doctor's office was mad to me i was like man if we actually got a if we got a doctor's office i'll be might like that and like so being on that location then when it comes to it a year later it's just like whoa it's like when you write when you actually that's like the the, the level is up from in my mind anyway is just like you know it's kind of basically just being very grateful for what you do get and then knowing what to work with when you don't get it like i know what you do need what what you can the therapy scene in the media's crisis was shot in the in the office of a kebab shop i'm pretty sure there you go <laughs> like it's not a therapist office <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah so what like okay where in the future like let's say three four years time you've made loads of music videos like where would you mm. like to to be with it i think it's reputation over a long period of time yeah and if i can stay on top of my game and be consistent so that's cool I think, and i that's know cool i can do that and important and i but i don't really want to make like i think i'm already past the point where i want to make like shoestring stuff yeah. for people where i'm like for example like lowering my rate to like the bare minimum just to get someone something yeah um i think that it it's kind of like underselling yourself is very difficult when you get a bit older and you're trying to move to the next point uh, of your life absolutely almost. I, I mean I, I like where i'm at now and i would like to make 
in a few years to be making less of them because they're very they're they're a, a stress to do yeah uh in terms of the just how much you put into them like so i'd like to be making like you know either higher quality ones or bigger ones are just like i'd like to be in a spot where i can pitch for them and i have enough work there that i can take them in the direction that that and be trusted with that and i just like to work to earn that trust through making consistent stuff god man you've really it's not an easy job uh it's not an easy job at all and takes years to get that catalog across of a quality that you're happy with you know those milestones when you when you something happens and you realize okay i'm here now it's a really cool moment and i always think back to like my first day in college and just not knowing anything it it really does feel like you know Mm. I, i that feeling is really cool to if i had a time machine i could go back and show the projects to like young 18 year old exactly, like, yeah last year what happened was like i in february a friend got in contact with me who's in my first film and he was like basically i'm meeting with um i'll just say with people in london and they'd like to see that film but they'd also like to see your films now based off that that's just how it works with um with agents and stuff so when that happened i got good feedback on my films my student films from a, an agency in london which is mad oh. and then but one of the things was like they'd love to see more you know at at that point like they'd like to see more of it it wasn't i didn't have enough yet so i was like okay cool i'm gonna make a music video and then um started i was gonna make like this that i had mad notions but it was also the brendan workshop the this that that all that in foreign thing really was like okay i don't want to like a production company that's a whole different thing i just wanted to make Make stuff yourself yeah yeah I don't want to like spend like a year making a short film. It's not creatively fulfilling and I'd like to make more stuff quicker. I know directors who have agents and obviously work comes through that. Yeah. And that's a, a whole different ball game that's down the line. Yeah. So like, for example, if that happened, like I wouldn't be doing the thing where I'd be like working on the minuscule but, kind of yeah. budget thing, yeah. which isn't as interesting anymore. I guess at this point it would have been a couple of years ago. Yeah. And that's more so because I can't really get like friends involved and go like, I can't pay you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I just, it's, I can't do that. No, like, exactly. That's, that's, that's just the realities of it. Like, well, that's what we've been talking about. Like the realities of who you need to get involved to reach the standard you want to hit and how much they cost and just how much things cost now to make, you know? Um, yeah. You're already up at two grand before you've even done, <laughs> you mm. know, and then it's, before you get out of bed. Yes, basically. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the basic cost at everybody working at a good rate because also, I spoke a little bit about this before. We'll, we'll get back. I want to hear more about your music videos now. But uh, like the music video film world is so different to the film yeah. world in terms of budgets. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's, I don't know much about the independent versus conglomerate film world, but even yeah. it just seems. I can tell you. <laughs> yes, exactly. It just seems like, first of all, it's unionized. You know, in some areas, people have, you know, like when I was producing music videos, there was just an assumption from everybody I was talking to that there's less money on the table than yeah. the normal work they would do with ads agencies, you know, bigger companies or people paying for like standard film. It was just like, oh, it's a music video. Okay, well, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm aware there's going to be a lesser rate for me sort of thing, which I find is so yeah. sad because it's, it's, it's yeah. an art form, you know? It, yeah, but when you make a film, like... There are companies involved 
with like I just say standards and practices and stuff be it like a massive company like Disney or uh, Searchlight or Focus or whatever are you're going through the process of like applying for funding going through that funding process Uh, and and like to get the green light is like a complicated thing and there's such it's such big productions for a period of time that a music video then is like guerrilla filmmaking and I think that's the thing is like there's I didn't know that that was the way I I thought that it was just this like um traditional way of getting this made and if I knew it wasn't that geez I'd approach so differently really? <laughs> like or I would have factored that into the pitch and go like this is how we do this or like I would have like tuned into that uh making the therapy music video taught me a lot yeah so it's tell me about that that's your own stuff yeah like that's your own music video that now which a lot of artists are going to be in that position you know um I was looking at that position myself like do I fucking film something mm. myself but you're genuinely a director so tell Shucks. us how um I wrote it in July I was in London and I, I, mm-hmm. I was in the yeah. I met with um, Ben who shot it, and we were scoping out ideas. And yeah, it was a long, it was like a, a longish process. I'd say maybe like two months, maybe to like. Of, but that's grand because that was like me working my own thing, and that was like I was trying to yeah. get. To, and I was also figuring out like how the hell do we make this? It was going to be, and this I wasn't going to make a music video. It was going to be me recording the song live on Patrick's Key. I was going to get two actors to walk from Other Plunkett Street up to Patrick's Key. So at the end of the live take, they walk past me, and you realize this has been a live take all along. That was the video. So I was planning out this like mad fucking scheme, and it evolved to going okay. Maybe I just record the song in the studio, and maybe I just make a music video, and because and then all this stuff realized how long you have to book in advance for a studio how yeah um, much it costs yeah, and yeah and yeah. how um the music video process started so then i wrote the music video in july and we shot it at the very end of august the very the first the very start of september and i'd say one and a half days in around cork and in around cork and it was such a cool process i was yeah, I flew everyone over from London for to do it, and yeah, um, yeah, natural light, <laughs> exterior locations, all the all the. It was things, shot in my yeah, house. Yeah. Tr- like <laughs> we were talking to you, kind of. We were talking still yeah. when it was happening. Like it was kind of beginning of the podcast as well, like you said. So it was like, I don't know. It, <laughs> it just felt like a lot of work, but it's worth. Like, how do you feel now? It's done and I it's love out it. there like, and. Yeah, I love it as well, man. It felt like a love letter to Cork, and I think that was the goal for it, really, was to capture cool. where I'm cool. from in a cinematic light. And the cool, the references man. we were um, inspired by really came across at the finished thing. And I was really proud of it, because it was made with nothing. <laughs> but I also wanted to do it like as a calling card to go, this is, this is a music video that I made, and I can do this for other people yeah. now. So that, I guess, eventually led to pitching for your song and I felt well able then making the therapy music video gave me my confidence back as a director I would say because the, yeah, the cool. process of a post-production on a film could be so long and you get so it's like getting ear fatigue in a studio it's like you just get whatever the fuck fatigue for like a long yeah. period of time creatively um it really it made me go like okay I can do that and um so pitching your one yeah like I <laughs> I know your story, uh, but to uh, this stage after doing the podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, um, <laughs> you probably want to know yeah. less. 
um, to get there with the mystery there. Um, <laughs> so when I heard the song, I just kind of knew what the different, a lot of it was referencing and knew how you felt about certain things and then started scoping out an idea that revolved around um, you and not Hudson Taylor. And that was really exciting to me. And I'm really passionate about that because I'm very, I really care about you, obviously. So I just wanted to make something that was just like, like, I think it was like the pride I felt in you doing the mahogany, you like speaking your fucking, like just speaking up and all these things through the last like couple of years of knowing you. I just wanted to like this to encompass that um, kind of confidence and you standing on your two feet as you and seeing, letting an audience watch something and go, okay, that's Alfie. It's not the fella from Watson Taylor. And like, what more does an artist want to hear than that? Do you know yeah. what I mean? I had fucking gave it the green light straight away before it even had funding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, you know, I'm, I'm just prepared to pay for mm. this because that's, that's what I want to hear. I mean, that is so, so different yeah. <laughs> to some of the treatments <laughs> I've sent you to good old Justin Bieber getting yeah. the American flag wrapped around him. You know, it's like, it's, it's way more authentic yeah. and you know kind of like yeah it just it was so nice to hear that and then from there that idea and those those feelings what did you do next how did you get it onto pay obviously we mm. spoke i gave him a two cents or whatever which was you know love it fully support you basically you know where have we gone from then we are shooting it next week I'm, basically we have a lot to organize yeah. we're in that zone i'm now. flying it tomorrow <laughs> yes um yeah yeah we're shooting it on monday so yeah, I th- I think it's good crack. Like like s- similar to um when I got like the doctor's office, like I think if I can get like one thing in the budget, then I'm like oh we got that. Like then I'm gassed. Like so we got yeah. that. Um, you know you know what it is. Right. <laughs> Without that, I know what it is. We're not going to give it away. So, but um, I know what it is because I have to pick yeah, it up. So it. that's that's the yeah. like it's I'm like if we have that, then I make do with everything else, and I know the location yeah. and I. I, yeah, I, I kind of know. I trust um, Ben shooting it and all that. Like so, yeah. yeah, just really excited and like obviously like working with like I say like the team behind it and stuff. Like I just the respect I have for everyone involved. I'm just very grateful to be doing it. So I've just been really happy doing it. You know. Well, it's same 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 here with me, man. Like as an artist, to be able to be in the drive, like sort of be in the driver's seat not really be mm. like not have anyone coming in like I can't tell you how political our music videos yeah. were with previous management structures you know I'm not going to mention which one but no. there was like a serious you know some music videos I had completely no say over whatsoever it's obvious as well um, as a friend looking at them or maybe it's just because I'm a director really, who happens to be your friend but really, like. well actually that's, that'd be an interesting one like so we're obviously going to talk more about the video we're mm. making we're, we're kind of I think bring people behind the scenes if yeah. we can and walk people through it if we can we'll try our best we'll be busy busy yeah. boys but um we'll be together so it'll be kind of cool but on the hudson taylor thing what are those videos you, feel don't, it again. you could actually mention the song feel it again <laughs> really well i mean it's... straight up yeah yeah mention the song because <laughs> that was <laughs> like you don't have again. to mention the song but you could and i'm like god <laughs> but you could and you do yeah and so you know me now and you're looking back at this yeah, going oh okay i'm not circus sure americana if... alfie it's like alternate timeline yeah <laughs> alfie. so this was like 
this was the big budget song. I don't actually know. It was not disclosed to me how much this was oh, spent. Yeah. I sort of remember about, like in my head, a rough figure of about 30 grand Jesus. for this. In 2000 and what is it? 17? But as well, there's aspects to it that brought down. This is the thing. There's aspects to it that brought down the cost. It's, oh, and, absolutely. And, because of who you know, executive producers and all that sort and, of stuff. And where it's again, shot. Like, and, um, where it's shot. Yeah, we you know, do shot that it, as uh, you just, will. <laughs> here, here we go. Here's a, just an interesting point. I can't even play you the sound right now because yeah. they could take the p- podcast down. I'm looking at where it's shot. Yeah, I'm opening it up now. It's two of us waking up. Looks yeah. like after a drunk night out. Um, we're walking down through a field. Stuffy stoned over. Then we... <laughs> and we're going down this train track. It was filmed at Electric Picnic the day before the festival opened. It was extremely... I love your style in it. Uh, my style? That was just my style at the time. That kind of... Again, there was no organized styling for these videos, which was different to the first album. In the first album... Oh, my God. Okay, there clearly was a bit of organized styling for some people, but not me. Um, the first album, a budget... We're talking about one to two grand was set aside for our clothing and what we wear. And then, again, let's bear in mind, we are men, white men. Like We don't have to try yeah. as much as women, as Linda said, do you know? And that's one to two grand for lads grooming and styling. I'd say that that's almost doubled for women at times. So, you know, I must ask Gabrielle some of her music videos. Does she remember mm. how much might have been spent? But... Styling, that's another thing we haven't really spoke about. You've Like, all of this stuff comes into play. So I'm looking at it. We're in a forest. We're walking down. It's lots of slow-mo shots, some smoke. There's lots of performers. Everybody there is getting paid, I fucking hope, anyway. There's me, slow motion, walking through the woods. And we had our whole band here as well, because we were playing. And yeah. we were all staying on site. Again, cutting costs, making it done. The director, I don't know, can't remember Mark. the name of him, but he was very... Mark, yeah. And um, he was cool. Everyone was nice. like, And delighted to be making uh, such a high-budget music. That's the thing. Film. It was rare then. So, like It was just like a mat. Yeah. So we're walking through the forest and then at the end there's loads of people, circus kind of performers and we arrive at a stage which is one of the lovely stages at the festival and then we get up there. There's a couple of my mates I can see in the audience there's Gabrielle putting my coats. Gabrielle made the coats. Gosh. Actually there's the stylist. Yeah. Gabrielle, she styled it. Always, always. And then there's yeah, people dancing, we do a gig, we've got all the lads on day rates, the band, my sister's there, Ronan's there. It's just, this is so funny man. So, so funny. I remember being exhausted. And like, again, we had a big, one of our biggest shows of our career the next day. So, yeah, it was kind of one of those things like, <laughs> yeah, this is cool, cool and all and whatever. But I was really mostly focused on nailing that show. And like, I look happy and everything in this video. Well, maybe I don't. Do you know what I mean? If you, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that. Any other one spring to Care mind? was the one. So Care is the one that I found first after seeing you oh, open for the script really? and it was the first song I tried to learn the guitar and I quickly gave up Care Hudson Taylor Care I, I remember it was filmed again abroad Spain in, yeah Spain Barcelona guess. 1 million views that's amazing 10 years ago it was released and it's but I just I like it but it was it it's also such a different version of the song you look gassing as well because you're so young and it's like it's just mad you have the skin fade like yeah again it's got that film look and with a we're going Alfie-esque, on you it. know. So someone's had to rent this old tractor vehicle, this sort of yeah, sort of jeep vehicle. We're going down. We got our guitars. Uh yeah. 
driving through the streets of Spain, Spanish people looking at us going, what? I think it was in like Sitges, um, just south of Barcelona or something. And yeah, there we are singing. Like you said, the recording's very different. We can't play it on the podcast, sadly, but actually, no, not sadly. Uh, <laughs> joking. And then, yeah, that's kind of it. What happens? What's the conclusion? Oh, then we're in. Oh, I remember very early morning and late night. Very, very, very tired I was. Towards the end, you can kind of see my eyes there drifting a bit. The funny thing is like, the best stuff on that channel is like, you and Gabrielle are like you in your apartment recording a cover of Simple Man or something. Like those are the ones I remember. The candid ones that we filmed ourselves, like that's what's that's kind of what YouTube and TikTok and all this stuff has done. It's kind of gone because like, you have both contents living in the same place, but it's so different to see, you know, a 20, 30 gram music video and then right beside it, something that was made for yeah. 200 quid and the 200 quid thing has more views. Like we spoke about that before. That's that's bizarre. One big one here was Chasing Rubies. Do you remember that coming out? The music no, video? No, but I, I remember the um, video though. It's a lovely one. It's like, I th- it's the quintessential Hudson Taylor video, I think. That's how a lot of people, I think, know. A lot of people have this idea of me in their heads. That's me, you know, with the hair, the leather jacket, the sort of rockabilly sort of me or whatever but such a fun day this is actually my favorite music video to make um the politics behind how the song happened and all that stuff is still it goes you know the music side of the of this release is is what really irks me about this song but the the video itself was so much fun to make the director debbie who we are hopefully going to be able to chat to yeah. you know on on this episode she was just so much fun i didn't know she made this one yeah, that was my first time I met her, man. And that was with Polydor. And ah. she was so fucking cool. And there was just loads of cool people. A couple of my friends ended up being kind of working on the video as well. I've since made friends with two of the lads who were in it. Everyone was really sound. And it was a great day. It was one of the first music videos we made in Ireland. And it was trying to capture that Irish bar. That yeah. kind of, the crack was had. And yeah, there's us jumping off at the end. I'm just Another one we made with Debbie is How I Know It's Christmas. I, that's my favourite. I love it. And... All the faces in there. <laughs> Just like, exactly. I love it. Like, family, friends, it was really, like, that That does sum up a, that was a really well-made video. Again, with Debbie, and that was a director who's so easy to work with. Yeah. Everybody loved her, literally, that's working on set. And it's so, can can get you, can get everybody up if they need to be, and everybody down if they need to be. Made it happen. I love her know, work. Within budget. Just, and she's so fucking good. And she's worked with loads of people, and, um, Honestly, by far the my my fav the favorite uh, director I've worked with, Run with Me as well as another. I one love that with us. the dogs. So, yeah, the dog one was actually really special. Run with Me. That's like we did that in partnership yeah. with the Dogs Trust. In in in. And that worked really well. After that, we obviously made another album. There was a pandemic. Things just got you know expensive. Music videos fell out of fashion, and you know, the, like our budget shrank. I don't know. It's so interesting. Any other questions? Like what? anything stick out from from the Hudson Taylor stuff that you're like oh you you know or even the treatments and stuff and do like, you think the perception of um yourself and Harry with the audience do you think it enabled certain dynamics within the business because of the music videos because absolutely. I would have thought that he was this and we talked about this before but like I feel like the audience felt like they knew him more than you because I went up and chatted to you when I was yeah. like 17. I was shitting myself. Because I was like, because you were like mm. the mysterious one. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
It's so interesting because, like, in person, I am not that. No. Like, it may be from, from how it was branded and stuff, I was that or whatever, or online and stuff. I, I, I was slightly more mysterious and I gave less of myself away. But yeah, definitely, Harry was doing, doing like, running our YouTube channel, as I kind of said yeah. before. So there was that there. And, like, we were very much a duo and branded as a duo. And it was very much at the forefront of what is happening. Like, they're brothers and we need to get that across. And, like, it's, again, I've spoken about how these narratives and marketing strategies can affect human beings mm. in there. You know, like you said, it might have given notions to someone, you know, and it might have just like following that narrative the whole time. And yeah, it's just, it's just weird what people perceive from music videos. Like I said, I feel like I'm stuck in Jason Ruby's 2014. That's how people see me that. now. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until next week, yeah. basically. And it's um, it's just so interesting how they have this timeless thing. They are so important for the perception of musicians and artists still. But like, as we've just been talking about, the fucking industry behind them is in a dire, dire situation and there's not the funding. Some ways it's exciting, you know, and we all have cameras and phones at our disposal. I can make a video yeah. for nothing and that's cool. I don't have to spend spend on it and it might be great. But this used to be a lifeblood for some directors. They used to only make music videos or make them and they'd make them actually actually make money. And there's some fucking crazy music videos out there that are absolute art forms, you know, uh, and like masterpieces yeah. so i just think like it's sad that we're losing this as an art it feels like and now there's things on the horizon like fucking ai basically nah, you know you sent I, me this thing earlier on you can it's like, weird but it's like like ai basically like ai video prompts and it will yeah so like i'd say oh draw do i have a picture and i no, go you literally go like no. a man walking through a city street wearing this on their phone and it will make a video whatever you want and it'll make a video of it. the oh, one God. aspect i'd say is this is the worst it will ever be which is a scary sentence um and then another aspect is at are the music week are the music week is my version of alfie talking about 1985 <laughs> um uh, hey i've mentioned I it you actually mentioned it no. yeah, <laughs> it's not you mentioned all season i have the book actually I have the book here. We've got a chapter on music videos. Do you want to hear it? I'm joking. Um, No. (laughs) There was one talking AI and this person was basically like buzzing about someone they know who made this gorgeous music video with AI. And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm all for hurdles being taken down so people can get their stuff made and, and, and released without like massive, massive costs. But I do think if it comes to like me making a, like let's say an animated artistic music video and then I'm I'm prompting a AI to use someone's style as the reference. It's like it's this, it was the same with the writer's strike. They were f- striking for a massive reason was so AI can't be fed their scripts and then write another episode mm. of like nine oh two one oh whatever. Like it's like Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I like seeing people basically what I'd say is anyone listening to this who's like i'd love to make something gear doesn't matter it just doesn't you have a phone you can make something and i'm not trying to be pretentious by saying that because there are people like ridley scott or something who'd say there's someone who'd say that i'm like yeah of course you can say that you can make whatever the fuck you want no it's great to hear because i don't like there's it's this it's obviously a thing people can have taste but it's a 
bit of a snobbery around it mm. because it's like, oh, if you're, you're no, nothing can be successful unless it's recorded in 4K. Or oh, whatever fuck the fuck. It's like, n- no, there's an idea and a story and a narrative, and that seems like it's more important to yeah. you than the gear. Or but whatever. there's a bar of quality, and it might take time to work enough on what you're doing on your craft to to get to the point where you can actually, um, your like ambition and expectations of your work meets that standard it took me a long while and that was a frustrating process i think that's where like yeah the personal kind of ego came from because it was like trying to hold on to the belief that i could do this when i was failing at it and then learning yeah i'd say like basically like get started and don't be precious about what you're making go make things but over time if you stick with it and you do graft at it you can get to that standard that you would like to get to and also just like watch music videos watch movies take things in like you know yeah 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 that's great advice man that's really really cool that's the thing though like this is where i'd love to bring up and that maybe i'll leave my points at is yeah you might make money back on a music video but you do make money like let's say doing a gig uh doing like there mm-hmm. are investments like you you might pay for your guitar to be serviced but you're not like going the guitar is not going to give you money back like it sucks yeah. that music videos have pivoted from something that will return money to something that you put money into and it's not an exact financial return. But it is a good investment, I would say. It is. No, it, it definitely is. I think, I mean, here I am about to invest in one. So, you know, <laughs> I've got to, I'm going to say that, am I? How do you feel after, like, your video coming out? Like, you're obviously, you've not made a financial return. Like, we'll just be honest about that. Off your video. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, no, you would need millions of, of, of streams, you know, to, to even make I think any money. Like, I don't I, know how I that think works. I need, like, it's not the highest bar. And I think, so. I know someday it will get there. But I think it's also YouTube. We talked about this in the YouTube episode that to actually monetizing YouTube, you have to have, like, watch hours and all this stuff. So yeah, it's not even a yeah, position yeah. where you can make money. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So there you go. So I don't know. Support music videos, listeners. You know, keep, keep watching yeah. them. Leave comments. Do things to help out because that's the only way. Like support the music videos because, like, even I don't know. Go subscribe to the channel for someone. Like, give it a, yeah, like. Was it like like subscribe, really share? Like, it's like yeah. Even that is like the equivalent of. I don't know. <laughs> like you've just heard, you know, one's putting a lot of work into this. Directors put a lot of work into this. Artists, I mean, I, you know, I didn't even really get to talk to you about much of the working conditions artists come under. And it's yeah. like, I know, because it's all about actually making them. And, you know, <laughs> the director has a hard time too. But honestly, the days I've had on music videos were some of the worst working days of my whole life. It's just, the artist is often not the one that's like, thought about even though you're the fucking star of the thing you're not paid for mm. the day like you don't i don't get paid for my day rate i'm doing everything for free always in that situation so all these music videos you're seeing everybody is getting paid but the artist and there's no financial return for the artist at the end so although it is fucked for the director the artist is the one always kind of getting shafted so i don't know how that changes it's a weird line but yeah it does benefit the artist but it also it does cost the artist a lot but yeah that's enough of my rambling next up on the show we are going to be speaking with debbie sconlin who is an amazing director i've had the privilege of working with on a number of videos cannot wait to chat to her and cannot wait to hear what she has to say right after the break 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello. Ah, uh, here's Abby now. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Hello. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, so good. good. Thank you so much for this. Honestly, Abby. No worries. It's actually um, a nice respite because I've been very busy with uh, different projects. So actually to just take a step out is really nice. Um, nice. We've been the same. We've just been shooting our first music video today. Two today. Two. Oh my God. What did you make? What are you making? Um, I've got tunes coming out and yeah, I mean, been dying to make a music video with Finon kind of just since we met really. Um, yeah, so yeah. for my next tune basically, um, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. I'll send it over to you. I'd love you. Yes, I'd please. What was your guys' concept, or was it just yours, Finn, or was it oh, yeah. collaborative? Yeah, it was. Um, I guess I wanted to make something that was just like very alfy and kind of uh, the the kind of thing was like the TV set coming down and having the kind of magic of like you know TV, so like you could just like change scenes when you wanted stuff like that. So by the end, it's just like you understand who Alfie is visually if you've only known him, for example, from like battles or whatever. And then there was another one. I had in the back pocket and we had an hour. So. so we just shot it at the end of the day and then we just came straight here to chat to you. So yeah. it really, it's been a crazy day, but so much fun. Oh, uh, wow. You guys must be absolutely wired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Holy that, yeah, I know that. I shot uh, two videos yesterday and uh, you come away hysterical, right? Yeah, lots of coffee. <laughs> yes, lots of coffee. Yeah, and it was a really good day. Really, really yeah. good. Uh, this is very chill, as you might have heard from the earlier sort of episodes. Um, it's just really a chat, and then I'll kind of piece it together um, tonight and tomorrow, and then I'll send it over. And if you like it, happy days. If there's anything you want removed, we can remove it. So Director Scott. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's It's nice to be the opposite way around. It's good fun. I don't know if you guys know, um, I've been working as a psychotherapist on the side for the last two years. Yes. And I usually do it the other way around. So it's really fun to be like, yeah, yeah go for it. I'll be as congruent as humanly possible. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Debbie. Well, yeah, I think really it's all about music videos and how they're made. Is it important for artists now? All of this, but maybe start us off. How did you become a director? You know, wh where did it start for you? Oh, that's an easy one, actually, because it was an accident. Ah, How so? Mm -hmm. um, so in the same way as photography, in a way, was an accident. So I finished my degree in Anglo-Saxon, Norse and Celtic studies and then walked out of Cambridge and went, huh, OK, <laughs> I need a job. <laughs> yeah. And the only thing that 
I'd done vocationally in that time because you weren't allowed like a normal job because it was very intense sort of core structure, um, was uh, I'd done photography. I used to do the um, kind of the, well, two things, and this is also how I got into music, photography. I did all the, um, like, uh, what's it called? The fashion shoots for the, for the paper. Oh, editorial stuff. Yes, yeah. yeah, but like completely like not qualified, just like, yeah, yeah, grand, I'll give it a go, fine. Oh. So very creatively lent, but no like training in like stills and then and then from that it's so interesting this is literally how it occurred it went from doing that i also used to shoot all the comedians who obviously the footlights crew who then went on to become the in-betweeners oh my wow. god that's amazing um and people like johnny sweet and nick muhammad and that so i would do like lots of shots of like portrait shots and stuff for comedians and then their creative artwork for their you know their tour posters and then one of those comedians, so it's easy, it goes along like this. Yeah. I was shooting and um, for their like, you know, headshots or something. And they had a girlfriend at the time and she was Kyla LaGrange. Oh, wow. And she was like, could you take my, you know, pro press shots? And I was like, yeah, yeah, grand. Took her press shots. Next question was, can you do a video? And with the beautiful, complete ignorance. Yeah, of course, fun. And so we made her her first video, which had like, which was me and Liz, Liz on edit, me on um, directing. In fact, all of us on everything. And then like friends, like helping, like just like yourselves, like driving cars and stuff. Yeah. And we shot it on like a, what was it, like a Mark II or something like, you know, the classic DSLR, like, but like no issue with scope. So like pyrotechnics, horse stunts, like, oh yeah no bother like yeah absolutely just say yeah of course we can just do that and we were like heavily influenced at that point by her references which would have been like fever ray videos from like you know all this far back and like with wolves and everything like mad looking thing and then did one of those and shot oh yeah and then shot one other thing and got signed off the back of it cool and got signed Yes, directors get signed as well as I never artists. Did you know that? I did not know that. Was okay. that in London? What mm, yes, this is in London. It's so mysterious because I've heard so directors I know who've got signed. I was looked at by an agency because an actor I worked with was getting signed. That was the closest I've gotten so far. But even yeah. then, like, oh, you're, you looked at me. <laughs> like, and you know? how yeah. does that, like, how does it differ from like uh, a record deal? Do you sign for a year? Are you signed for a number of videos or? Well, what happens is they kind of act so what as an agent. I'm just trying to remember actually, God, my brain, apologies, it's all over the place I, because I, where my brain's in. But um what they call, a rep, a director's rep is another word for or or an, it's it's essentially like an agent. They're your broker. So what commissioners would send script uh, sorry, send tracks out. Yeah. That they would contact your agent and your agent or your rep would hand you script. So quite a convoluted process that back in the day, I think worked a lot better than it progressively did. Yeah. You know what I mean? There used to be loads, like really tight cur curation and then kind of with everything in this fucking <laughs> capitalist squeeze neoliberalism, yeah. everything has just become like, Wah! like things which I think I assume I could only guess were more smooth running 
just became more and more convoluted over the years. But it meant that it meant that like a well-respected rep means that the commissioners would would hand over like script, you know what I mean? Tracks and stuff of, of particular interest and so on. And your rep, a bit like an agent for an actor or something, would know you and sort of follow like what you what your brand was and so on kind of idea, you know? How did your career change when you got in, when you got signed? Um, well, I didn't know what it was otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So you made that one video before you had an agent or? Yeah. So we yeah. made the one, I'm just trying to remember the scope. Yeah. Well, it was just direct, um, for Kyla. And then what was it? Did we, I'm just trying to remember what was the second video? And it was like, whoa. Oh yeah, no. And then we made a larger scope video for Kyla, bigger budget. She was signed to Sony, and I think it was something like there was a fiddly bit to sort of work with on that video. Like we needed extra footage, and we were so because we'd handmade the first video, we were like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll just get that extra footage. And I think that was quite impressive in some way of like the quick thinking of just like was all we knew how to do was like, oh yeah, fine, just cobble that together. No, you know, no expectations. So I, I think it was that. Did it change? Um, I would imagine yes. Like in terms of being in contact with a lot of pop artists, whereas we would have probably stayed with a slightly different area of of what we did. You know. Cool. Interesting. So how to network as a director? But I I only know it in the scope of being a musician as well. So I don't know what it's uh, like to just being the one and not like have the mindset of the other. Did that help you come across more projects with musicians or how do you, how did you navigate that to like build um, from project to project? Um, well, again, remember it was that kind of <laughs> so funny to think of because so I already worked as a, I was already a photographer. So like all of those contacts and connections um, and that was always word of mouth. Like all of my networks actually are not from networking. It's from genuine interactions. Uh, yeah. They seem to just work better. So all of that was coming that way. I think once we were signed, it was yeah, it's like a broader scope, but it still kind of followed threads of often it would be an artist would see the other artist's video yeah. and then be attracted to getting a, you know us to write on it. Cool. And this when we were Delamorita, how you first met us. Alfie, yeah, well, I, as partners. Yeah, okay, that was you and Liz as partner, you, uh, the editor that you'd like to work with. When, yeah, we were directors, partners, yeah. Okay, cool. And that Not was... Not lovers, everyone got that. It was <laughs> very confusing for everyone because we used to hold hands on set, but we were just... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I just remember that video so fondly, Debbie, and yeah, <laughs> kind of just from, from... Yeah, I mean, how did that happen? It's like Chase and Ruby's video. We met, yeah. that was the first time, first time I met you and we made a video together. Uh, I was obviously signed to Polydor, and that was our sort of big moment on our first album. Uh, how did that happen for you? Because I, I, I don't know, I'd have a different story. I got a few treatments, and that was the one that I was buzzing about, do you know? Yeah, I think I remember being like, because that was when I was still very much stuck in England, in terms of like in England, in London. I remember being, um your music put under the thing, and it was Ireland, and I was like, yes like immediately yes yes this is good we're going back home cool. and it was really funny like uh so that was it and then it really resonated and then when we wrote on it it was just great like it just felt really natural and where all those ideas of where we shot was literally a ring of where i used to constantly travel around 
Cool. And so it felt really like, oh yeah, we'll get back. Um, so that was it. I think I don't, yeah, same thing. We would have just been center track. What do you guys think? We'd go, hmm, do we like it? Do we like it? And that's how it works. And then we'd go, okay, any ideas? And we'd have a call. And like, we were, well, we were, we are, <laughs> but you know, as well then when we were working together, be like yourselves. You're like, oh, do you like it? Oh, yeah. And then buzzing, just like some ideas. And then we'd say yes, no. And if the dates work, present the treatment. That's how it would work. But it was like, yeah, that was a great project. And actually, um, I don't know if you're aware, like the people on it were really, really like some of those people on it were very talented. Like Rory O'Brien shot that. We just remember it being like my favorite video of that campaign. And then just going, I want to work with you again. Do you know, after that, it was a really enjoyable music video. I mean, yeah, we jumped in the sea and it was freezing as well. And all the other things that music videos entail. But just the energy you brought to it was was absolutely brilliant. We had like a bar, there's like a bar scene. You were like orchestrating like 20, 30 people. And I don't know, I don't think we were allowed to drink, but you, yeah, we had to try and give the energy of a bar. It was really fun. I have so many good uh, memories. And then obviously, yeah, just remembered that experience. And, and we, we then went on to make loads more uh, music videos. Um, what has been your favorite music video of your career? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm very like weirdly hard on myself all the time. Okay. So it's like I've often struggle to look back at stuff I've I've worked on and been like, oh yeah, well no, actually I could have, you know, I could have done. I I have that kind of brain that's like goes into the project from a project sense, but actually with experience wise, um. And just thinking, I, well, on that video, I think it was so amazing, but there, we were working very, very hard. So yeah. there's like an offset of like, oh, that was amazing, but there's not any downtime to sort of like red, like, you know, marinate in it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. In the experience, which I'm sure you have something similar, maybe at shows <laughs> yes. or like if you have a, you know, people think, oh my God, I, I headlined Ali Pali or something and then we all assume that you're partying or something but actually you have a, a, a another show the next day or you know what i mean yeah and just i mean depending on who, how you're built and who you are but like the pressure of doing that can can you know can take over your day because you're you know like you said headlining ali pali so it's uh yeah it's like tunnel tunnel vision sort of stuff it's so interesting um any questions for I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're just getting pointers, like, interesting. <laughs> yeah. We used to have a little routine, like a little ritual, me and Liz, uh, when we were in London, where we'd shoot the video. And we'd like, like, because that was it. You'd probably see us and then you'd leave set. Then yeah. we'd like clear set and work with everyone. And then eventually you'd get back and there'd always be something about drives. And so eventually when you actually like sat down somewhere, it was rarely a be like, oh, hey. so we'd either have something like we'd have a beer and just sit there and watch like, depending on what year it was, but usually like Arrested Development or like yeah. animal fart videos on YouTube. <laughs> and yeah. I like, just be like, we were like kind of in shock, but wired. Yeah, um, there's my dog. Sorry, Debbie. Uh, uh, don't worry, mine will start kicking off shortly. Hey, well, I hope mine doesn't trigger. Oh, God, do you hear them? <laughs> I can hear them. Yeah. I could hear them. It's nice to hear someone else's. Like it's oh, good. I yeah. saw a video you posted the other day, and I was like, "How do you, how do you live with that?" It was like two huskies going, "Woo!" Actually, and you. Oh no! To be fair on them, that was just a joy, joy noise. Like they don't oh. do that all the time. 
and Freddie, the little guy, was like, he's a he's a really really serious rescue case. So it was like a real celebration that who's oh, finally God. singing. Not oh, like him. Cool down. That's um, ZLP coming to drop you your memory card, isn't it? Oh yeah, Jesus. Yeah, use my hair drive. So my brain. Of course, naturally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry about that. It's been so mad. It's been so so mad. Um, no, it's mental. It's mental. You're even having this. <laughs> oh, I know. It's just we. Um, Good to get it done. Yeah, it's like when you put a deadline on every Wednesday. It's like it's a. It's been a. It's quite a task producing it. Um, yeah. It feels, yeah, it feels like just chatting, but then there's like so much more that, that goes into it. And yeah, um, but then yeah, doing a music video at the same time. It's kind of exciting. I've listened back to some of the earlier parts of the episode and because it's real life stuff, we're make, making it as, as we talk sort of thing and like sharing ideas or whatever. So it's kind of nice. It'll be a nice um, thing to look back on and go, oh yeah, that was the, you know, it has us, you know, from an idea formation to now we're going to be like, talking to you absolutely stressed and going, you know, we finished it. Um, so yeah. it kind of tells the story in itself. I uh, love that. I think it's quite meta and it's nice to be talking music videos after. It's quite fun as well. Like the fact that you guys have just shot, I've just finished a shoot yesterday. So we can like, actually talk about the reality rather than just the theory. <laughs> exactly. Well, because it's something I was actually talking to Fiona about, like that Chasing Rubies video, for example, yeah. that is, how I think a lot of people perceive me as a person because it what? was like, yeah, chasing rubies. I'm not gonna say an asshole. No, <laughs> yeah, we, we represented him as an asshole on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was the whole idea. We chose a really weird way of doing it, where yeah. he was a lovely person in 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 uh, rural Ireland, so it didn't do very well. Yeah, but for the listener or the viewer, like obviously you're seeing the best parts of the day and the bits that have been decided on yeah. and chosen as the you know the, the thing but there's so many outtakes and all the other bits in between that that are make it you know totally different uh but yeah that chasing route and then i feel like the video sort of immortalizes some artists especially if it does well for them uh so like you know, I'm just saying yeah. how in the Chase the Movies video, you know, I wear a James Dean dress and I've got that and so I feel like some people now when they actually see me in person they're expecting that guy from that music video like they can be that powerful to the visual perception of an artist um which actually yeah just brought up a question like what uh role do you play in that like do you have to bear all that stuff in mind what the artist obviously what the artist looks like what they wear like how do you find that process no that's always been like a really important process for me because as you you've probably maybe maybe realized over the years of working together as well like my central point as a director is more based on the collaboration with the artist than my vision at the top and then everything below it. Yeah. So I would say this is, and this isn't everyone, but this is all I know, is that uh, a music video most of the time is more, has to be more about the artist if the artist is featured, but even if if they're not, yeah. This music is literally part of your soul. Yeah. So that have, in my view, every like I, what I would tend to do, I can tell you the process will probably explain 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 it more as well as explain it. But like, let's say let's say I've never met you, and you send over your track, right? And I go, okay, cool. And you send over a mood board. Yeah. And you might send a line, and you'll say something like. I kind of saw this one thing once and it'd be nice if there was like a TV and I love the book. Um, 
you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest or something like that, right? And you have these disparate things. Now, weirdly, I could probably work out, I don't know if it's just the law of how many times it's been done or whatever way, what you meant from just those things. And then I'll meet you and we'll have a long chat about anything. Lots of random shit. And I always say that as I like, don't, don't worry about it being specific to like thinking just about styling in terms of, oh, I want like a, you know, Gucci outfit. You know what I mean? No one's expect. you might be interested in styling. That's another strand of your personality, but it's like, actually it's by talking to the human, understanding the human behind the art. Yeah. And then you can weave that all back in. Now, funny enough with the Chasing Rubies, we didn't have as much interaction with that no, as we I, normally. Did I meet you before? I think I met you on set. You, yeah, well, you were kept at that point. You, the kind of way that you were kept was very separate. Do you remember? Like it was like we were almost yeah. like allowed into the room. And it was funny, especially funny considering how we went in later, like interactions. Yeah. And also how you saw me and Liz were. We were used to like, you know, hello, hi, okay, cool. Like we would have a lot more direct access. But when you work with big labels back then, there was a much more of a like keep everyone up, keep all the creatives really far apart. Well, you broke the bone for me because I had done a couple of music videos before Chasing Rubies, and it was that yeah, it was that slightly more serious thing. Even though we were kept apart uh, until the day, the shooting day, I feel like I really got to know you on that day. Um, maybe that's just your personality, uh, you know. But I, I do feel like we got to spend a bit of time. But it's interesting that, yeah, there was that separation. Does that still happen as much now? Like are labels quite protective over artists or is it? No, so basically in 2017, me and Liz kind of, and it probably was the age we were as well, just sort of did a life audit and we were like, okay, the law of diminishing returns here. Um, it's a high stakes job. It's very busy. You know, at that point, the way it was working, we weren't making enough money yeah do you know what i mean to sustain that and also it was taking a big toll on stuff so i'm not sure if you're aware of this but back then in particular what would happen is you was you were just basically expected to constantly keep dates open they were arbitrary dates for shoots and they'd move all the time from the artist and label side yeah. but that might like knock out weddings that might knock out funerals that might knock out huge life events yeah. and because as you get like when you're younger it's like not that it's less important but when you're younger you're more willing to to lose these parts of your life but we were a bit like no it's you know quality of life is actually yeah. kind yeah. of essential so we disbanded the the way we were working and we took a break and liz went full-on into editing and has become she always was one of the most amazing editors and then now then when she had time to do it like she's unreal she did do you know what she does now <laughs> she did like all the well all is probably the wrong thing she'd probably kill me because i'm not completely accurate but like she does loads of the stuff for the royal family like oh, really she cuts for like the bbc and yeah. her her excellence and like that like incredibly sophisticated subtle but you know the way you can only be that subtle if you you're so perfect at what you do because i remember being like i'm a bit like michael bay about everything i'm like oh yeah whoa, all this stuff has to occur so i stood, like sometimes wouldn't see how perfectly she she one of the most amazing musical editors like to cut to music she will re-choreograph movement and stuff 
Oh. And she's amazing. Anyways, she got to really focus into her career as an editor. Yeah. Um, absolutely smashed it. I kind of was at the cusp where I was like, oh, I might, I'm so stressed. And that's what had happened. I'd been living so stressed because we also had this thing of we weren't, you know, imposter syndrome on crack, right? We were just running, like no training whatsoever. Like there isn't training for music directing for the record. Yeah. But especially if you go in as a director, there's no run up. There's no intention to it. Liz actually had the background in film. I didn't. I was like, <laughs> and so like we used to do everything as well. We it was only in later life when we saw other people's treatments. Like some, you know, some directors don't do the entire styling boards, the entire like all the concept of everything. There's different teams. We just didn't know that. Yeah. So we just did it all. Um anyway, so in 2017 we restructured. I thought I was going to take a full break, but I actually changed how I worked accidentally because I kind of retired. And then what happened was, I think Nina was the first project to come. The artists and the managers started coming direct. Cool. So no more pitching. Yeah. Wow. So you, yeah, you, they, they wanted to work with you and that was said, end of story. So you could kind of have a bit more, like a bit more creative control then? Or well, please. Well, wait. think about it. You remove the entire, like, as in your your direct. Yeah. So if your client is the manager and the artist, do you know what I mean? It's like you, yes. I'm sure, yeah. and I don't know. You can tell, you know, tell us in the, in the show. But from your point of view, like when you got a cut to feedback on, how many other people had had to feedback? Well, that, that was the third cut. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? So yeah, I, I mm. might say is is the final say, if you will, but it's, I don't get to, yeah, to have a say on what happens before that, all the first edits and the early edits. So there you go, yeah, so that's what has been, that's what's changed in working with, just directly with management and artists has cut out a lot of those things probably. Like, Hugely, yeah. What were you gonna ask Finn? I, like, I would have watched, um, like the ones you did when I was in my teens, like they would be in the music videos I would have watched back in the day. Like so. that's what I'm saying. He knows yeah, me like, as that guy. Yeah, like, so. yeah, yeah. Oh shit! What age are you, Finn? I'm 24. Yeah, brilliant. I was working with an amazing GMP yesterday. He was like, we were laughing about mullets. He's like, what is a mullet? God, I had one. Thank <laughs> you. And he was like 22, and I was like, fuck me. I was directing when you were 10. Yeah. Like. That's wild, like, and also really fun. I have no weird, you know, when people are like, oh, you're old or you're young. I've never had any, like, it doesn't interest me, so it's fine. But that's really funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mad because, like, I would have, like, um, as I kind of went to study, like, I studied in a PSC, I did my top up in film school in COVID. I don't really think it counts. But, like, when I was kind of, like, getting the kind of, like, fill in brain in and Alfie was on a second album campaign, it's interest. How do I phrase this without like getting sued? It's interesting hearing <laughs> what happened on set or the things that were said to the director by someone. Uh, in, oh yeah, so like, like I, yeah, we'd we'd had obviously yeah two like I've been we've done so many high budget albums and as we've kind of spoke about in the podcast and as you would know, down and down. yeah, when when budgets are high, also more people want to say because there's more money coming in and and it the stakes are higher, so it becomes very important. So and the egos get higher and the egos as well. So like. I've had situations where like, say a previous manager has had more of a say than me as an artist. And because of the dynamic I have with a manager, uh, you know, you can't say no. I can't say no, you know, <laughs> in, in that sort of way. So like, 
I mean, how do you deal with that, Debbie, if there's people like, say, when you were working with the labels and there was loads of people in the room, if you don't agree with someone, how do you deal with that? Well, um, <laughs> I can work into this, the psychological point of this and why, why actually <laughs> yeah. I can also tell you that psychotherapy is almost completely linked to this. So like, you know, when I'm, <laughs> it's so funny because I think there was a natural propensity for understanding multiple viewpoints. Yeah. Under so I was always, and you could tell me if this was correct, by the way, I hoped I was very good at understanding all of those multiple things and still being able to ensure what came out, yes. at least yeah. remain true to the artist's heart whilst letting the other partners, partners in it feel heard and understanding them at times. Because yeah. don't get me wrong, when I first started out, and same with Liz, we'd be like, and we'd get like one note, we'd be like, no, I've got a right? Yeah. And actually, I have to say, and that was a big learning point and something really helpful. I remember when we started writing treatments, our manager used to, um, just right at the beginning, she'd like go, okay, and again, and again, and again, and you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, that discipline, unreal. Like, also the ability to take criticism in a not like personal way very tough as artists as we know right but certainly the way we kind of came up with that then was we were that's what made us really good at the collaboration but it was like I would often be on sets where I was navigating lots of um multiple layers yes and bear in mind I'd also have to I'd always have a great re working relationship with the artist and I might simultaneously be having some struggles somewhere else mm -hmm. and having to not communicate and like struggle or force or something somewhere else. So yeah. it's like managing all these different strands at the same time as trying to make a video. Um, yeah. And we look, we had some really tough experiences of like people, like you say, people who felt like they needed a, a voice. Everyone likes to feel heard. I understand that. But like if they, express that voice constantly very negatively when you were doing a high stakes job and actually one of the ways we used to deal with it was to say like uh instead of being like you know counter it you go okay what, what would you like us okay what's your actual like feet what do you want us to do we can do that and then it would be amazing how quickly oh, you could yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 or no no they just go oh i don't know it's actually fine yeah they won't versus even if someone goes like don't get me wrong like someone goes this feels a bit uh, blah, 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 here. Uh, what about this? Yeah. Give it a go, sure. You know, whatever. Like, yeah. Um, so to answer your question in terms of that, without getting sued, um, <laughs> I would basically not. I would never be more bothered about my fame and fortune than the person's like uh, kind of well-being. And when I say the person, like the artist who trusted me, yeah, Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, that probably is also why I probably didn't sort of become one of the big directors in terms of, because I wasn't as bothered about the directing. I was probably more bothered ultimately by the creative collaboration, but also the humans involved. Yeah. That's the tough thing. I've stopped off about it earlier. Like if there was like, like I've heard, I don't know, let's say like 50K, let's say that was the budget. I'd be so like, pardon me we're so stressed because i know it's the artist who has to pay the bill and then my conscience in a way wouldn't i don't know how, how i 
maybe I have to think about it too much, but like that kind of aspect of like the artist first kind of thing. When I know if I didn't know about the music industry, I'd be, I'd, that'd be gone. And I'd just be like, cool, like head down, you know, it's this weird kind of like balancing act between the two. They form the other and. Yeah. How does that work when, when money comes into it, Debbie, like, you know, when you know, and there's loads of money being spent or yeah. What's that make you feel with the known said like money? Yeah. I, I like it to, so what, you know, well, I'll tell you, tell you an interesting thing. What tends to happen is you do all the jobs for really little. And then when there's suddenly a big budget, you do the same job and people get paid. <laughs> yeah. And they get paid their legitimate rates. Yeah. Um, so often, often it's more creative on lower. Mm. Yeah. Um, because obviously if you're walking into something with a absolutely astronomical budget, um, I'm just trying to think, I think, remember we did something for YouTube, which had like a huge budget, huge. No, we got bang for the buck, loads of crazy stuff in there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you finally got to pay people their actual rate. YouTube, I don't know if it still has it. This is when it, yeah, I'm just trying to think, what, does it still have it? It was doing some sort of strange YouTube awards thing. And each, I, I think each artist had a certain amount of money, but we, we did something with an artist and the budget we received was like, around 80,000 wow. and uh, and it was great fun, but like it wasn't the artist, you know what I mean? In terms of with a label, it is, yes, it comes out of the artist thing at the end, but yeah. it's not worrying in terms of that's coming direct from pocket when it's direct from yeah. artist. There's obviously management of making sure I have a tendency. I want to maximize what they can get within that budget, but also manage. So it's not like, hang on a second, if you don't need this stuff, I'll be very realistic. I'll be like, you can be as creative as you want, but actually if you don't need X, Y, Z, you can make sure that everyone on that experience can get paid a good amount, but you don't have like, the problem is like <laughs> scope, right? Like you're, you're, you know, you guys are used to the stripping back stuff, but often when people are starting off with like their first track or their first music video, they can be quite like, we need this, 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 and this. Yeah. And I love it. It's just, I'm like, okay, uh, I'm probably too old for the energy to do all of those things for three robins. Yeah, there's a bit of that. No, I, I still do low budget, like, um, for people. And we'll, I just kind of manage it in terms of that it's a really lovely experience for everyone. Yeah. As best we can. And also that, I'll ensure that the other job, when I do have a budget, I can bring on people and then make sure they get paid somewhere else. Yeah. A lot, lot of management <laughs> going it in. Seems, it seems that way. Like, even yeah. <laughs> I, like as an artist, like none of the music videos I've done, I don't, I don't, I couldn't say they have given me a financial return. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's obviously been a thing that in the last 12 to 15 years, music videos aren't really providing the same financial returns they used to do because I believe they used to drive a lot of CD sales via like MTV and, you know, it used to be a lot more popular. Mm. Where do you see it all going now? Like have budgets in your world, have they gotten smaller over the years or is it just like you said, you've got to be a bit more creative with it and manage, manage it all? So I think, and I'm not this guy in terms of the one who knows it, friends of mine within that world in, in terms of management and uh, artist services and stuff would, would be able to tell you all about this, like right yeah. to the tech. Yeah. What I understand um, and from certain artists 
uh, TikTok, obviously. So yeah. then the level of the length, I think now videos really, you could look at me trying to do a TikTok frame. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, you would probably be shooting content for what it's being used for, not going, here's my beautiful video. I have to mash it into these small things. Yeah. Much more, um, apparently I was talking to someone yesterday and they were saying like, now you actually need four videos per track. One's like chilled at home, you know, on your phone. One's like the proper music video. One is acoustic. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can't live like this. Yeah. But yeah. equally a lot of the stuff that people resonate with is self-shot. Yeah. Um, and then you see amazing, well, I guess if you, if you kind of interrogate, go back to the art and go like, what do you want the music video for? Mm. If you have a track where you've such a vision in your head and you just go, I really want a cinematic piece for this. Yeah. Do it. Like, you know what I mean? The, the, the thing of, I do get, we all need to be our own marketers and stuff, yeah. but like you are an artist, you know, you can't create in a marketplace. You have to create and then market it. So there's, this needs to be a bit of a separation. So rather than going, I need a video for this, for this equals this. I think there does need to be a return back to like, to be honest, a lot of these viral videos, you know, viral tracks are via TikTok 30 second clip or three, who knows how long. So no, technically, do you have to do that? So maybe come back to returning to do it because you want to. Yeah. And that's like, if you want to invest in that one thing and you go, that's a piece of art form. Yeah. Also, maybe we, what was it we did? Um, I don't know if you came across the Jamie Duffy video. Oh, yeah, 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 with the piano yeah. on, the, on the hill. Yeah, the piano on the cliff, like something like that is really, like in terms of, I think someone watches that and they go, oh, his music, now he was already doing very well. Like, but maybe it helps with like selling a cinematic sync. Mm. So maybe when, let's say someone might be like, oh, oh he'll be great for composing X, Y, Z for this. So if you kind of think of it in slightly more creative ways than just a single sale, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like making an album that you're like, you know what, this album is really inspired by old cowboy movies. And like, yeah. sometimes it's good to show people stuff until they see it, they don't connect it. So sometimes as well, like you can present yourself in a video in a way that suddenly everyone goes, fuck. Yeah, yeah that's cool. And then you're a model. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can open a lot of doors. It's coming around. Yeah. And in the, like, I would have noticed in like the 2014, 15-ish time, especially with Take Me to Church, like Brendan's video and stuff like that, like the story, the cinematic, the, you know, um, our, we're talking about code lines, high hopes or all they want. Mm. But like, it's coming back around with like, Ambo's, Ambo just the one, I, I'm thanking on all the other ones. Mm, <laughs> it's like, they're all coming out now with like these like story based ones. I did one for myself, but that was just because I wanted to make another short for them. But like, it is just, yeah. A thing now but it, it was more like i don't know like gangman stuff when was a gangman stuff i'm that i'm not gonna is that it. the video you made gangnam stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. trillions of views um, all over the world yeah. but it was just like fun to like spend a day and a half with like my best friends and just shoot around cork and like make something that just like captures like that and like that um mm. it helps everyone evolve because it's like something for your show or something for your website whatever you know and then I don't know when it got me this video or two. <laughs> yeah, but so. one thing will lead to another, like you said. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I'm interested, Debbie, with like the core of the idea for you, and maybe like I know I know Fiona has like methods and ways in which you create these music videos. Mm. 
if I'm honest, to me, very few songs will bring an image to mind. Uh, like it will, but I to turn that from just one image to every music video treatment, I have so much respect for how you and how you guys do that. What? Where are you going when when that happens? Like the first thing you said, you get sent a song. So, say if I yeah, what what happens then? Like you go into your mind and you <laughs> the, to my mind palace. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But you know the funny thing about me that I don't listen to music that often. Okay. Are you aware of this? This is I like aware of that. No joke of, of no. Sorry, sorry. As in, I wouldn't be like. I, I I'm very spiky profile. So yeah. I actually discovered last year that I'm uh, well. I'm autistic, but also probably I'm um, between like autism with a bit of uh, ADHD. This is being investigated at the moment. <laughs> like, um, so <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I remember saying to the guy who was um because I I learned this in my training I was being trained and I was like but my clients are neurodiverse I find them completely easy to work with and other people were going we're really struggling and I was like the penny was like slowly dropping but I would say that a lot of us in the creative industries would have a lot of these traits but anyway so what would happen for me is that actually the first thing I would do is you would send, let's say you send over like a line or an idea. I'd read that. I'd yeah. read it first. Yeah. A mood board, I'd look at that and I'd go, like for instance, earlier today, someone sent over the the lyrics. I'd read the lyrics first before listening to the song. Yeah. <laughs> like a pull out stuff. Yeah. I would look at the mood board and go, yeah, I get what this person meant. And then probably then I would start like, listening to the track over and over and over again yeah. um, and then sort of break down the sections though I, I wouldn't do a sometimes I alternate between been like parts of the music will inform okay if I want like an intensity to happen here I'll need this type of camera move or I basically will need power here how do I achieve it okay might try this and I'll look back at what they've suggested initially so it's this constant like evolution of items but i wouldn't i'd also be quite realistic in terms of especially if the artist is involved there needs to be you need to sort of set up concepts but also allow for chaos because you might get better stuff than you could ever plan especially if your artist is um if your artist is within it within the structure do you yeah. know what i mean are they performing or they're acting or whatever you want to allow enough creative freedom that random stuff might occur or you could respond suddenly as you know like just like, go over there now try this you know like suddenly yeah. on a boat in the middle of the sea and there's a dog there and it's like that wasn't in the treatment or, or whatever you know it's just things that pop up or or whatever uh i like allowing that. enough for that like do you know what i mean if i'd planned that that may have been wouldn't have worked but i'd you know i'd walk the coast a few days before and sort of created a basically an itinerary road trip oh. allow enough space for if that doesn't work we can exchange it and move over here yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, can't remember the exact question now. <laughs> so the concept, yeah, how does it work? Yeah. You, nowadays, what seems to be happening is the artist will give, will have an initial idea because now I'm working always directly with artists. Oh, always. Like, so even if they come in and they've got a million ideas, I can kind of go over it with them and sort of read and then go and distill it. So it's like this and like you... I get all the ideas. I just keep mashing them into a paste. Sure. And then I like a little tiny bit drips out. And I'm like, 
is this what you meant? And they go, <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> so it's, that's, that's how I would describe it. Cool. Like the distilling, it's like making vodka or something. I like that. Do you try to put yourself in the shoes of the artist as well, like in a psychoanalysis type of way, in a healthy way, like, but like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Not trying to admit anything to Alfie now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what have you been thinking? Yeah, but um, like I for this one, like it was very much like knowing you, and then like knowing all, and all the stuff from the podcast informed it as well as well. Just trying to make something that was very distinctly just like not the Hudson Taylor thing. Yeah, not yeah. Um, but then for another band, let's say I pitched one recently, and they were like a punk rock band totally different thing i'm not going to try psychoanalyze them i'm just going to go into the genre like it's like depending on what it is like you just but you know the mind palace thing and the hyper focus is like the two um i think they're the superpowers of the <laughs> the autistic yeah. director <laughs> <laughs> completely it's so true and i think like yeah it's been able to flick between them yeah do i i don't psychoanalyze i'm very good at exchanging states so i could like quite quickly understand where they're coming from and have high, high empathy to that experience. And also if I felt like I, I always, let's say an artist comes to me and they're like a bit shy or whatever, I'd be like, look, and then they'd be like, oh, I need to be like X, Y, Z. And I go, look, actually, you know, marketing, there's two types of marketing. There's like the false kind of stuff of I need to, I should, it needs to hit this, that kind of feels incongruent and is a bit like, eh, like people don't resonate with it. Yeah. Uh, we used to get a lot of that where an artist would have had a breakthrough hit on their own steam, get signed, and then the label would start being like, all I can describe it as is freaking out or something. So like they'd be like, right, we're going to change it all. We're going to change it all. And they'd then be like, they have to look like this artist. But the reality was this artist was successful because that's who they were. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. when you do number two artist, kind of gotta hand it to humans they are actually pretty good at like you know they do connect with stuff that feels real mm, yeah. like more than you realize so it's it's that golden egg syndrome it's like kill the goose and it's just like hang on a second <laughs> whoa 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 they didn't do well just because they looked like that and it's like a and b equals c yeah they meant that they looked like that because that meant something here so we need to work with who we are now we can elevate that that's okay. Like, you know, there's no point rocking on looking like a shit bag for no reason. Right. But you could like, like I always called it like, like been a flower, like flowers have petals, but they have their own fucking petals. So they're signifying like, Hey, I'm this flower. Right. So yeah. that people know they're there. Yeah. So yeah, there's a level of like, obviously presentation and elevation, but you have to have congruence that. So I'd be good at like connecting with those parts and like finding them and, and also the whole thing is like, you know yourself, like bringing it out of people, mm, but not yeah. bringing out fake self. That's not real. <laughs> that's that's yeah. weird. And I think you're so right. People smell this bullshit, see it, <laughs> see it and hear it. They, they, they know when it's not real. Um, mm. And has this ever happened where, as, ah, well, maybe you won't know, but like, so I've in the past been pressured to release music. Ah. How would that work? When you say pressured, like, does the music already exist? Uh, yeah, or it's like, like pressured like to make how, it. how a lot of music in the past has happened, like I would have written in a writing session. Like you said, there's that system in place where everybody will have an opinion before me. The label of the song, I've not even got home yet. And <laughs> they decided it's a single. 
and it's going to be put out. Does that ever happen? Have you ever picked up on that, say, before? Um, not so much that, but you might, you might be making a video. Yeah, you know what has happened? Sorry, just thinking about it. Yeah. Me and the artist will have planned and planned a concept and like been like, yeah, absolutely, that's the banger. Here it comes. Yeah, man. Yeah. And suddenly the next release is a different track. Yeah. And it's almost like, a, okay, well, use that concept for this. And we're like, huh? And it it's the only time where it's just like, I guess from my point of view, I'm like, I, I think the artist was right. Yeah, it was. And like, then you see, how did that track go? And you're like, that didn't go so well. And like, you're like, but that other track was actually amazing. Like that did feel like the right time. Now, I don't know, because actually sometimes as well, it's like, look at the draw with with stuff. But yeah, you can, I would know quite a bit because of the close relationship, especially now with the artists. Yeah. You're better afterwards. There's definitely been a lot of artists who, when they get out, from those old days not anymore like at the moment everyone i'm working with is like yeah they're close to what they're doing they're 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 not feeling too far from it and they'd be you know what i mean they'd be the one who has the say yeah. of everything yeah. so like yeah. different people are working stuff completely differently now and even with the big artists i'm working with there's they got the say <laughs> so yeah. do you know what i mean which i feel really simplifies things Sometimes you can still see incoherences where you're like, I don't think anyone understood that person for a while and now they have. So that's good. That feels good. Yeah. Um, do you know, uh, do you know the difference when the, well, like when you can presume the artist has like a hit and has paid back whatever they needed to pay back and they're continuing on the music videos in comparison to an artist who's yet to make a, let's say, recruitment and the music videos are still happening because they're hoping this will be the hit, this will be the hit. Um, creatively, are even just from like the the team, I guess, is that kind of more like free reign on the one where you know they've a hidden and kind of like micromanaging where they're trying to get the hit. Um, you can suddenly see like I'm just trying to think of a good example of this. There's been times suddenly where it, no, you know it'll come to it'll come to me more like right. We want this video, and what will start happening is you'll hear people as part of it from other areas who are hyper high end. Mm. So let's say like, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, but let's say they're like, oh, we'll get this person, this person. You're suddenly going, hang on, the scope of this is in these areas is really high. Mm -hmm. um, so then everything needs to match that. So you might suddenly see instances of like, yeah, you can tell it that way. You know what I mean? You can tell you're like, this wasn't this supposed to be this <laughs> now it's suddenly gotten gigantic yeah. but not in a way that you think is necessary mm. but it will be kind of stuff outside of my scope because it's all always within my scope and uh, not always sorry and i have to say definitely recently uh some great projects where everyone got paid really well which is lovely just to mind them but equally we don't take the piss doesn't so we're not having like huge we're still keeping everything tight so that the money goes where it's supposed to go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're not suddenly going, what was that like lying in the budget for? Yeah. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know, did anyone need that? That that was not an element of this, which used to just 10 years ago, just be, you'd see, <laughs> there was time, look, there was times where, plenty of times where me and Liz would be walking home from a shoot after 14 hours. 
and like you know our producers would be like we don't have money for a taxi <laughs> do you know what i mean but let's say a whole other team would be flying past and like car you know something really basic and we just go okay but actually like as you get older you're like th those things are really relevant because they keep you you know minded so you don't feel like your brain is fine <laughs> like yeah um yeah don't know if i went all over the place with that answer sorry that's that answer. <laughs> no, brilliant yeah brilliant uh we won't keep you for much longer debbie um no, go for it you're all right yeah go for it well i, th I think like i can i can relate to that in the sense of like when i was a bit younger i'd be like like fuck yeah whatever it's just like you know just like it's just the way to go and like mid-20s soon kind of like okay like security sanity sleep <laughs> just like very different suddenly six years in it just feels kind of weird <laughs> to like be on the the opposite end of like the first film i did or something like that where i just didn't like give a shit i just would have done anything um yeah any late night yeah, yeah whatever just it is the the um what like the spectacle of it's worn off <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's suddenly how do you protect how have you in the past protected yourself from any of these you know things because obviously you can kind of laugh at it now looking back but yeah there would have been a lot of knocks along the way i'd say just in doing it just based on what i know about being a director like how, how do you deal with you know that stuff the hard stuff but the, the mental yeah i mean again in some ways like you know what it is it's all about support so when i when i was in a partnership with liz as we were both directors you know how good is that like how gorgeous is that that you're it's your best friend like i'd just be hysterical with happiness just like seeing yeah. liz anyway so yeah. we were just like so that was a really great thing now saying that still we we went through a lot in terms of oh just the way you get treated like yeah. some of the stuff like and this you know and it, it is horrible because at the end of the day we're all creatives yeah but like oh oh my lord some of the random things like you say random people will say to you on things and you're like fucking hell like you know some awful stuff and i you know it's it's just it's like how do you mind that and so you have to really interrogate what it connects to in your <laughs> sense of self-esteem and like boundaries when we first started i remember and this was before anything we were like oh we'll get royalties right for our like 500 pound fee and i remember someone and one of the labels been like absolutely not you will not get any royalties ever you will sign over all contingent rights for 500 pounds and you will fucking be happy with that like wow yeah so this is the thing of like if that's that's a very unhealthy way to begin anything because on one hand you've got the dream job yeah. and on the other you're kind of both being lauded and undermined simultaneous yes yeah similar then to you feel mad yeah. like then you feel absolutely nuts right because you're like everything's amazing so the, what's happening is this like weird thing of like it is great and yeah i feel completely insane <laughs> yeah because i've just signed the right away of what I, you know i've just signed signed it away or or you've just been mistreated basically you know or undermined yeah i think a basic statement would be like it's like it's um what what do they call like a not abusive relationship but like a very toxic base yeah. or anything which is yeah. like because this is something you want to do you should do it for free yeah. that would be great if everyone involved was on the same playing field that's what i mean when i do like if, if we're all doing something low budget 
you'll notice everyone will be taking a cut simultaneously. Yeah. Mm. Everyone will be minded simultaneously. And there's a, and I think maybe that's what happens as creators is we go into something and we go, we're all like this. And it's like, no, no, when it's in within an industry, there's a lot of corporate people in here. Mm. And I'm not, and that's great. But the thing is, everyone needs to be on the same. They're not coming in and not getting a wage. No, well, they're on a salary or whatever. Yeah, they're on a salary. Brilliant, right? So then when they get annoyed or go, well, this is all you're getting. And we expect they wouldn't ever come in every day for a month yeah. for free. Yeah. Um, exactly. So like there's a kind of a, it's called in the thing I'm just studying at the moment was it the double empathy problem. Neither can imagine the experience of the other. Yes. Yeah. So I don't, to be fair, if I'm being really fair, I would imagine a lot of them have no idea. They just assume somehow that the other side are like making money. They're like, you would do this, and you're there going, I'm literally making nothing. Yeah, or like you, like you said, and I feel it as a musician as well, the perception of doing a job, maybe it's in media, it does, for people who don't work in media, have this allure of, oh, isn't that great? Debbie's directing music videos now with a big record label. Well, that big record label might have just made you sign something terrible, but it's still to people who don't understand all of these ins and outs. It's still like an amazing thing. And that, like you said, is such a confusing feeling to go through as an artist or a creative person because you feel great because your dreams are coming true, but you have mm -hmm. the, the reality of it's 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 not paying your way or, you know, you, you might feel you're being fucked over, but just not understand you are at the time or you may well understand and you've just got to do it anyway. Yeah, this is a true thing. And, and when I'm talking about this, and I just want to make that really, really clear. This is all the stuff when I was young. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, it, certainly. I would say in the last seven years, the quality of the work, the how we work, everyone we work with, there's this mutual respect. There's this like safety. There's this real like fairness consistently. But certainly that thing in the coming up when you didn't know your own worth, like and you're young, right? You're really fucking young, actually, when you're in there and you're navigating these things and you don't know what the fuck's going on. So like <laughs> there's expectations, right? You're going, yes, very good. And obviously I should, right? And everyone around you goes, yes. And so like, it's just a bit of a, yeah, it's a, it's a big world to be navigating when you're young and you're doing something you love, but also, yeah, you're not an expert, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a tough one. Certainly, how do you mind yourself? Support, taking time. I would say just slow mm. down. Big thing, slow down. How do you feel? Is yeah. this a nice working relationship? Is there safety? All the normal basics, right? If there's knee jerks, okay, like wait a bit longer, see if you really vibe with that person, like if you're working directly, you know what I mean? Just check in. You'll kind of get back into it, but think when everything's noisy and going very fast, a bit like you were saying, like someone chooses it out, and it's gone. And it's like, can everyone just slow down and focus in? Because I think that's why certainly my work in the last, yeah, five, six years certainly is really like, I work with people I love. The, the points of contact I really go on with. Do you know what I mean? It's this sort of fabulous thing. And I think you see it in the work. Yes. Do you know what I mean as yeah. well? Yeah, well, also just in the day that like there's some music videos, not that I made with you, but I look back and I go, wow, that was an awful day and I was so tired and I got no pay for it and I was wrecked. And then I look and then, you know, I look back on some the videos I made with you and I genuinely had such a good time. And like you involved friends, you involved animals, you involved, you know, personal things to 
to my life, which really mattered. Uh, and it makes me look at the work now, regardless of how brutal that campaign was for me at times. It makes me look back at it and go, well, there was that lovely memory and I have it there and I can look back at it. And it's, yeah, yeah. you just brought that out of me and Harry, more so than a lot of the people we were working with, you were able to communicate with us as artists, which I thought was really cool. And yeah, really made me respect what you do. Um, and yeah, it's been so cool to just find out more about it. Um, where do you think it's going, music videos? Because I don't have, after hearing about this AI thing and all this crack, like I, I don't have much hope for music videos, if I'm honest. Yeah, it doesn't have autism, Murphy. AI doesn't have autism, yeah, that is right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, actually, I had a beautiful um, uh, description of, of AI from, I had it from certain different neurodivergent people who understand. <laughs> and I would say that actually AI was described to me by someone and they said, like, it's not an intelligence. Like, it's more like a librarian. Mm -hmm. So it still relies on the creative working it. Yes. It's yeah. like someone going, ah, now he has the the most fabulous guitar in the world. He'll be able to smash it. It's like, yeah. it's no, it's just still a mirror of the creator. Absolutely. So like you'll see a spate of these new, um, I want, like I'd love to use the AI prompt, the new thing coming out, right? Oh, whatever. Oh, what's it called? I can't remember. Uh, oh, something. So today. <laughs> Nexus, <laughs> you're both directors. I mean, you're clearly not concerned about it anyway, which is. Uh, well, I'll tell you why. I think all these things, it's like this, it's again, it's golden egging. And it's like at the end of the day, like, oh, there'll be a big spate of it. But like, think about how quickly people were like, eh, about the AI images. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Not issues like the Uncanny Valley and stuff. It's a tool. Like, it should be a tool. Like, it'd be a great tool to go, oh, this is kind of what I need this to look like. Yeah. Yes. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing that means we go through phases and then eventually we're like, sorry, can we all just meet in person? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like trends and phases. I think the dickheads will try and like go, <laughs> oh, now we don't need anyone. But then what will happen is then they'll, I think this is my ideal. It will like force this kind of like rarity of like getting all, oh, I'd oh, that's a real one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like you see people going, yeah, I'm, this is human art, you know, which is a new mm -hmm. phrase to me, like, but people are genuinely going, this is something a human made. And that, you know, I would, I would prefer to buy it off a human than a robot, to be honest. Um, this is it. Or like, and bear in mind, there's a lot of legal concerns and those legal concerns catch up with these things. So yeah. like with like, the AI images, because that's all drawing from existing stuff. Yeah. It'd be the same as, you know, the whole time when you, when you get song and then a few years later it gets sued because they found the thing. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. They're always saying this sort of stuff. Is that just the crass classic shit of like capitalism? Like, look, look, we found a better thing. Cheaper, cheaper. And it's like, yeah. well, that's it works to an extent. Like, to it that I think would be handy. Like, I talked to my DP maybe today. It was just like, if you put on the Apple Vision, whatever, and do a recce in that, have it all there and be able to like use that. And like those kinds of aspects that like would be yeah. so handy um, and cool. But I, I don't know, like I, I think it broke his heart to have to like take certain shots so we could do the aspect ratio for TikTok. For, like, for, you know what I mean? It's like still like, it's like the, the, the commitment from the creative, I, I think for a lot, 
for a lot of it anyway i don't think they'll like take that leap no and i think it's funny i'm not massively resistant against certain things i'll definitely say on set if someone is good at doing a little TikTok video i'll be like you do that actually it's better if the artist does it because they actually are better at it <laughs> i'm like I'm not going to lean into stuff that I'm not in like physically, like I'm not interested enough to keep that mental, you know, the way they absolutely smash transitions. I'm like, that's for you. That's great. I'm not actually good with that. But like, I still think responding to limitations is an amazing creativity thing. Like we did a VR project for Kyla, I think back in 17. Um, what, who was the, there was two companies we were aligning with to do VR and 360 and the, it was insane. I loved it. I fucking loved it because it was not how you had to think completely differently. And then that pressure on the creative mind actually was pretty cool. Um, like, because like the reality is, yeah, you could wreck it in an Apple Vision. Well, if you wreck it in an Apple Vision, it'd be the same thing, Alfie, like you're back to you video. Yeah. You would know that there was the potential for the old man and the dog to be there that day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or like you wouldn't be there and go, I don't know if this is the neurodivergent thing, but I do a lot of my shoots outside and I'll be, I didn't know this is what happened because I have like a sensitivity to light, but I'd be like, yeah, here's going to work. Like, I wouldn't be able to tell you why, but it was a felt sense. Are you the same? That's Ben, the DP. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. That's the thing. He's that thing that I don't have, but then I have the, the um, I have like three ideas in my head and in my head, I can see the three of them. Let's go like, wait, one, uh, no, two, and like... You got your own Apple Yeah, yeah, yeah my yeah. own. <laughs> yeah. But like, that thing is such a... To understand how, uh, like, to work with um, people, well, firstly, you really care about, and secondly, they're just brilliant what they do, and knowing how they operate, and to tune into each other is such a cool thing. To, like, re-collaborate with either an actor or a DP or a colorist, anything like that, that's the best part at the moment, anyway. Mm. We've done, a, like, well, like, two, two, three things, <laughs> but, like, it's enough to actually have, like collaborated multiple times and each thing kind of improves um, oh massively it's all about like the communication and that's what i mean it just keeps coming back to the human element yeah because there's no fun in this without every single part of this so yeah. like sometimes people are like oh a director or whatever and it's like they're al almost like it's irrelevant without every single component yeah like and like each each part is a director it's like it's interesting you know they're like in a way in a way like if everyone's on their game that's what it, it should look like each part is like of the organism is the same so there's a egalitarianism i guess with the director maybe it's simply like you just hold it come on <laughs> staying <laughs> you know what i mean so it finishes its process but um oh yeah like ev everyone i work with nowadays it's just like fucking hell like that you're just like Oh, I remember this was a really good lesson years and years ago. We were shooting this shot, like really early days video for Kyla. <laughs> we had, Kyla was married to a wolf in it. She was oh. living with a wolf and having dinner with a wolf at this like massive, gorgeous table. And we were like doing a long turn around and see the wolf, you know, big reveal. Okay, comes in, absolutely stunning, looked, um, Unreal, the DOP did an amazing job. Beautiful, looks like a fucking painting. It would get to the point and by the time it would turn to look at the wolf, the wolf would just for some reason just jump down every time. And one of the runners, like we were all dri driven demented going, fuck, what are we gonna do? One of the runners just went, why didn't you shoot backwards? 
And it was like genius. Yeah. And it, like, you know what I mean? It's just that value of if you have an environment where everyone is bringing themselves to it and everyone has a voice, not like constant fighting voice, but just more like a, hmm, like you need to keep the eyes open for all of that and be able to hear that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I think, you're like, oh yeah. Huh. Well, I've worked with both of you now and you both do that very well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah. Um, Debbie, before we let you go, like, where can we send people to support what you do or where would you want to send people who are listening today uh like some of your music videos in the past some things you've got coming up where like it can be anything it could be go smell the flowers it could be whatever you want <laughs> that's a nice idea um well i think if they want to see some work though i'm infamously i just follow my artists releases so it's, i can't post until everyone's posted there's yeah. some really cool stuff coming um i think i can vague vaguely mention it but like the people i would watch if you want to see any of my stuff yeah that's sort of about to peep out would be um really really excited about i'm very excited about nina's new project which is amazing she's amazing i love the stuff you make with nina as well oh my god and she's such a fucking genius and the songwriting on this is like mad and she came um we, we worked together on it and it just felt like she was in her element. Do you know what I mean? Cool. Just come into full bloom, I would say. Really? But, uh, yeah, so that's a lovely space to, but I would just say go to Wolf James Creative on Instagram and things will pip up I'm there. Right now, and I suggest I listeners do the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, I got my phone and yeah. No, you can't see it. But... Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh. no, I'd say go, go on that. And then, yeah, apart from that, like just, remember it's a like i was gonna get a t-shirt printed that just goes it's a fucking music video like when you're freaking out like this this is fun creating is fun like never fucking forget that like you know of course you're allowed to get stressed and stuff but like you know at the end of the day you, you shouldn't be in situations where your know, your mind is getting stressed it's a bit stuff and that. uh, that's that's lovely okay. that's really nice yeah that's more important at the end of the day <laughs> Uh, well, honestly, I could just tell you, you, it, you're, shooting with you is always fun, Debbie. And yeah, really, really, really appreciate the chat today and all that advice. Um, anything else you, no, you've got I'd love to mind? do a video with you someday where, where I'm not directing it. <laughs> are you over in Ireland? I'm in Cork. Where are you in England? You're in Cork. We're in Cork, in the city? Um, I can get to the city. <laughs> you can get it, but you're in the sticks, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in the sticks. <laughs> I'd love to shadow anything someday, like just to learn if there's ever... I, I, I don't know how much there's to learn off me. Loads. They're like looking at an alien moving around, which sounds like something you'd be very interested in. Yeah, I, um, would. Be, I, I have to say, I did direct a music video with, um, with Ke- you know, Kerry, right? Yeah, she's amazing. She's so. Oh my God. What a, what a gemstone. She's so cool. um, but like directed a music video with her and I had two of the two dogs. Well, no, at that time, one dog strapped to me. Like really? one of my dogs. I just had to, she had to be there. I'm yeah, like, that's like the kind that, of, yeah. yeah. Bitch. And like, that's the kind of thing, like in the last few years I've been able to do, you know, bring yeah. back in the reality check. <laughs> well, if you know, I've got the dog. So if you ever need, yeah. uh, yeah. First you want to just come on set and just be wandering around with animals, you're laughing. Yeah. We might let the dog in the video Morris. today. Yeah. Perfect. I'm delighted to see that. Very well. It was really fun. Yeah.
we, we changed. I can't wait to see this video. Can, <laughs> when can I see it? I'll have one of them. One of them is like one take. So I'll, I'll have them both right. by the end of the month because they're coming out. In, yeah, it's coming out soon. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I go home yeah. tomorrow and then edit all week. Yeah. And we're done. <laughs> okay, brilliant. No, no, I'm really excited. That sounds great. Uh, well, thank Sorry. you so much, Debbie. This is, yeah, it's been amazing. Got loads oh, of All right. Thanks a million, guys. No worries, Debbie. Can yeah. we see a video? Nice to meet you. Thank uh, you. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye.